Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You look nervous. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Slowly let go of me, I think you're brutal my neck me. That is why the warriors have come! I'll be back to have vengeance! Throw me a freaking bone here! The martini, shaken not stirred. Hello, kiddies! You may have been ready. In the red corner, standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds, is the Eclectic Collective! Sons of Utmania, I am the descendant of Oni. Oh, I see a whole army of my countrymen, and you have come to fight as free people, and free people you is. Wait, 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 wait. Are you copying William Wallace? <clears throat> no. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Seriously. I was at the battle where he gave that speech before you put the smack down on the enemy so we can wrap this up. I want to go home to my shows. Three weeks from now, I'll be harvesting my crops. No, no one, one cares. cares. Who's who, harvest crops? Who does that anymore? You? Who does that anymore? If you Here's find you. yourself alone, riding in fields with light in your face, then you'll either need to turn around and get back to the fight, or you are dead. Hold up, wait a minute. Let me put some me in it. So you're saying there's a chance I could die today? Well, of course! You are in the midst of the greatest battle of what Banya has ever seen! Yeah, I'm out, homie. Um, I followed this group because I thought I would get some good food and find a piece of land, but no one said anything about dying. I saw a Motel 6 down the road, and uh, they left a light on for me. I'm going to make like a tree and get out of here. Forget about him, men! We are here for the greatest purpose! To build a new world full of riches and wonders that have only been in our dreams! Okay, can I ask you a question, Mr. Oni? Man of dreams? I, I don't think this is an appropriate time! Okay, and this new world you're talking about over here, do you live in a large castle full of gold? And people bringing you Starbucks all the day? <laughs> well, um, um... Yeah, and where will we live? In the shanties below and eating off the 99-cent menus every day? Well, 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 you see, there is... Yeah, I've heard enough, okay? I'm gonna go home and pet my otter a while. You sit on your high horse learning how to speak again. Anyone with me? Sure! Bang a gong, wabba gong, brother. Wait, men! Do not flee! I can come up with better things to say, or at least wait till we have negotiated. Come on, Matt! 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 Whoa, whoa! Did I fall asleep? 
Yeah, are we playing this game or what? Yeah, who's this Oni? Oh, it's not important. If it's cool with you guys, I'm going to skip the pregame speech and just start the game. Yeah. Oh, God, God. This is so crazy. Do you really think you're a Scottish lord? Eh, no, but he did stay at a Holiday Inn once. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us. We are the Eclectic Collective, and all we want is freedom! <laughs> Fries on the side of our burgers! <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. I'm Jim. Today we have a discussion about epic and biographical films and the characters in them. Now, th this is m like my movie passion. I've, I've figured out why I was doing research for this of how much I love these movies. And I look forward to hearing different takes and the movies that y'all have associated with this because in, by no means are any of us professional <laughs> critics or movie... No. Uh, this is all opinionated. We, it, we're just lovers of We're the, not professional researchers. We no. do just about every... You know, we Google everything. Um, but you know, you know we're, we're we're doing the best we can. Yeah, we're doing the best we can, and you know, we all have our different opinions. We we know the definitions between epic and biographical, so I'm really curious but as to as see. As we go through around, you're gonna see that at least with me, there's those little gray difference, yeah. areas. You and know. I know there is on and this then, side and, and then that with side. Me, sometimes you don't even know what the word is. <laughs> you know. but bibliography? You bibliography. <laughs> or biographical, tip of the tongue, teeth in the lips, tip maybe. The lips. So uh, before we get started, um, you know, we want to make a call out to the new sh new movie that just uh, premiered on Netflix, The Outlaw King. Yes, Outlaw King, we have We have not seen that yet to report on it or anything, but we will be watching it soon. It's I the will story. be watching this yeah. weekend. It's the story about Robert the Bruce, uh, who historically took up the mantle for William Wallace. Yeah, and that's right, boys. I am wearing the World Series Red Sox hat because they are the champions. <laughs> Word up, baby. What's baseball? I hate your face. <laughs> no way. Um, another thing that I wanted to ask you guys in this, and that in my research, looking into movies and stuff, and you may look at me like I'm an idiot, and why did I not know that? I, I will look at you like you're an I'm idiot. You always do that. But um, <laughs> did y'all know that um, they didn't? His script was not used for the movie that was made, but the person who wrote the original movie script for Conan the Barbarian was Oliver Stone. I did not know so this. So here's the story. This was I know so, Robert E. Howard so created. This, so yeah. yes, okay. So Oliver Stone was originally. I didn't know this. This was a very interesting story to me. And um, you guys don't give me my interesting facts anymore to uh, to do. So <laughs> I, I threw this in here. Um, but uh, Paramount Studios originally hired Oliver Stone uh, to write the Conan Barbarian movie script. Um, he spent four months on the project. And um, after he had it done, um, his script was what got the project really rolling. They brought in Ridley Scott for to direct it. Really? Yes. And getting towards time where they were originally thinking they were going to start um, actually filming, they estimated... So... <laughs> um, uh, Ridley Scott backed out at the last minute. And uh, it was... He was really nervous about what the budget had become of Oliver Stone's version of this movie. All right. In his four months, Oliver Stone read every novel and every 
comic. And he wanted to put like every... And he, he wanted to create a Conan the Barbarian universe. And he uh, had this vision of Arnold Schwarzenegger, who they had already cast, yeah, at, coming back every two years making a new movie. Yeah. And uh, so he had this huge vision for this whole thing. Um, so Ridley Scott backs out, takes the Blade Runner project at the time. Aww. And then Paramount, who originally set a $2.5 million budget for this film, uh, Stone's final version got estimated at $40 million <laughs> <laughs> to make the first movie. Stone, we need to have a talk. And this, was in a time, <laughs> and this was in a time when the average movie cost in Hollywood for the big blockbusters was $8 million. Um, so it, Paramount dropped it. It got shopped around. They brought in different writers and directors. And as they brought in each of these people who were cycling in and out, it got rewritten several times, eventually landing on its $16 million budget. <laughs> and, um, and all the rewrites completely got rid of Oliver Stone's version. Man. And uh, the movie went on to gross $130 million at the box office and made over $200 million in home movie sales. Oh, my God. Mr. Stone, can you come into my office? We, we need to have a little talk. But I just um, thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I did not know that. About, I didn't know he had anything to do with I it. I didn't so. either. I didn't know nothing. To, didn't know anything about Oliver Stone. All, all I know is and like I'm a the huge origins Oliver Stone fan. and who created Conan because I'm a huge Conan fan. But I didn't know Oliver Stone had anything. But if he created a whole Con, Con, words Conan words. universe, that would have made go. my childhood. Apparently, the script is out there somewhere where you can get it, and it was it's it's dubbed the Conan that never was. Oliver Stone. You now have permission, and if you still need forty million dollars, I think in today's world you're you good to go. You could probably get that done. You find that in an ATM. <laughs> so, what about sports announcements? You got any sports? Yeah, I've got tons of stuff this week. Um, so, UFC two thirty, Dan, uh, Daniel Comier submitted Derek Lewis to defend his heavyweight title. Comier Man, has he proclaimed. Dan Comier has proclaimed his MMA career is at its end and only has one more fight left in him. Uh, new information surfaced this past week surrounding Brock Lesnar, who was assumed to be the pick for this last momentous title defense for Comier. However, such a crappy end fight. However, crappy. due to Roman Reigns' recent health issues, I don't know if you saw this, Ryan. Uh, this just uh, just came to light this week. Um, uh, due to Roman Reigns' he- recent health issues and bowing out of the WWE Universal Championship spot. Lesnar has accepted an even newer secret deal with Vince McMahon to replace Reigns again at the top spot. This new deal is apparently so lucrative that Lesnar has reconsidered the timing of his UFC return, and his new deal has him booked all the way through WrestleMania April of 2019. As stated by Comier, uh, his last fight must take place before his 40th birthday in March of 2019. As such, we may not see Comey Lesnar, but possibly the more the only other uh, heavy draw, um, the most popular choice of Dana White will be Comey Jones three. Hey, hey. AOA. This is all speculation. Um, Comier and Jones have previously said they had no 
desire to fight each Hasn't other anymore. Jones beat him twice, though. He beat him twice. What did he go? Lost his belt because of drugs. Yeah, whatever. The second time he beat him, that one was the one revoked. The first time mm. he beat him, that one still remains. But the second time got revoked because of the whole substance abuse thing. But see, if I was Comier, that would probably, if he beat Jones, that would be the greatest fight to end on. Mm-hmm. Because then you would think he won one, you won one, you're good. Mm-hmm. But if he lost one more time, even though one was even, one was drug fueled, and then the next one would be even. But here's the thing, though: he would be the one guy he couldn't beat. Jones, if they do do that, Jones better come in and pee in the cup in front of the entire crowd. Yeah, as they're weighing them, you know. Yeah, the yeah. Behind the towel I mean, everything. when they're doing weigh-ins, he better pee in that cup at that moment. Yeah. But anyway, that's not. Confirmed, but that is so. It that new deal that Roman Reigns, I mean that Roman Reigns, but Brock Lesnar just signed with Vince McMahon. Yeah, that is a very secret deal, very locked door deal. Um, apparently, it's even more lucrative than what he was already mm. making, which I, was close to ten million. I think Cormier and Lesnar—that's the worst like setup. I've, and let me tell you, if Lesnar came in and won, yeah, I would. Be convinced UFC is now fixed as WWE because I'm sorry, Comier has dedicated his life to UFC yeah. and Lesnar has lost a lot. Yes, he and is. there is no way he can beat Cormier. I'm sorry, he cannot come into a guy who has won so many belts and think he has a chance. And if Lesnar was to win, I would just I would be convinced that UFC is fixed. I, I would you know I'm kind of been away from UFC for a while because it's just not really exciting and yeah. um, I just don't th- I mean I would watch this fight because I would truly be rooting for Comier to destroy. Lesnar. I want to watch the Nunez Cyborg fight. That's, That's like the be one really fight good. I've been waiting for really for good. a long time. Right. Moving on um, this week this past week in NFL after disastrous start. The Tennessee Titans get a victory over the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football. Yeah. The Titans, however, this weekend face the 7-2 and two New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Also in NFL news, celebrations are kind of starting to get out of control again. Um, this past weekend, New Orleans uh, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas Scored on a 72-yard touchdown pass from Drew Brees with less than four minutes to play in the fourth quarter to put the Saints up by 10 in a 45-35 to win over the L.A. Rams. Awesome game. Uh, Thomas then went to the goalpost, lifted up the padding uh, around the base of the post where he had a hinted cell phone. Uh, paying homage oh, to the yeah. 15-year-old Joe Horn, former Saints wide receiver, who did the same thing on Sunday Night Football against the Giants. Horn, in 2003, drew a 15-yard penalty in a $30,000 fine. Thomas, in 2018, received just north of a $13,000 fine, and that was it. Uh, wow. Also, Also, this past week on the Titans game, safety Kevin Byard uh, said, um, said he expected the Cowboys to knock his head off after he paid homage to Ter- Terrell Owens on Monday night uh, with his game-changing interception celebration with teammates dancing on the star at AT&T Stadium. Titans coach Mike Vrabel said on Tuesday that he was not happy with with Bayard's celebration. That's crazy. Does um, it make anyone else sick that they get 10 to $30,000 fines? And if I was handed 10 grand, that would fix my life right now. <laughs> I know, right? You know, it's like these guys are just you know, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to pay that them. 30 grand so I could celebrate. Oh my god. 
donate that stuff. I know, right? can do that. Um, but also this past week in the CFL, that's the Canadian Football League, for those keeping track. Eh? What, a t- what a touchdown, eh? Um, so it's got the... Saskatchewan. After the team scored a touchdown late in the fourth quarter, Ottawa Red Blacks offensive lineman John Go Dott ran into the stands, picked up a fan's full beer, and chugged the whole thing. That's oh, my boy. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's my boy. But did he go back out and throw it all <laughs> yeah, up probably, after doing a three-point yeah. No, he didn't. Man. Um, now that's a that's a man right so there. So anyway, the thrown up. They've been there's been a lot of uh you know flashbacks <laughs> and so in uh uh, homage to some celebration. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing myself chugging that beer and then running back inside. <laughs> you, you, like, uh, you guys ready? <laughs> All over my coach, man. So, uh, also NFL news. Running back Chris Johnson, who led the NFL in rushing and uh, with the Tennessee Titans in 2009, earning the name yeah. CJ2K, announced his retirement from the NFL on God Monday. God bless Chris Johnson. Johnson, 33, has played in the league since being released, uh, hasn't played in the league since being released by the Arizona Cardinals in September of 2017. Uh, Johnson starred for the Titans his first six years of his career, surpassing 1,000 yards each of his each of those seasons. Um, he was selected to the Pro Bowl in each of the first three seasons after the Titans selected him 24th overall in the 2008 draft. Uh, this was interesting. I found this article this past week. Six years after he was shot in the neck at an Aurora, Colorado movie theater, offensive lineman Zach Goldich was signed to the Arizona Cardinals from the Colts practice squad on Monday. Good lord, he was shot in the neck. Shot in the neck at a shoot mass shooting in an Aurora, Colorado movie theater. Oh my god. Wait, so, was six he, years ago. Was he part of the Wait, was that Aurora? That was not you're not you're talking That's about not the, the Dark Knight Dark thing. Knight right? thing no. no. I thought that was Aurora, Colorado. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. We've had so many mass shootings. It's hard to keep up roll anymore. the dice. And, uh, I just thought that was a really good three hundred and seventy four in twenty eighteen alone. That's ridiculous. There was one the other night. Where was that? California. 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 Yep. That's so good. Uh, to which, by the way, interesting news, a veteran had survived that one and the and one that happened not two months ago. Yeah, that's correct. He yeah, was I saw at, that. He was at a whole other one. I think the one in Vegas and that one. Survived, survived both. Two of them. I would just stay in my I, house. I, we, I said the I know, same right? thing at work. It's like, I think it's time for I'm you done. To stay Peace home. out. Yeah. You're, you're out. If you're there done. was anyone that deserves to carry a gun around, yes. it would be that yeah, guy. And you don't need a certification, dude. Just, no, just, just go buy around. one. Actually, we're gonna. the city's going to buy one for you. Yeah. And uh, you're good to go. <laughs> did you also have the Des Bryant? Did you see the? Did you do the Des Bryant update? No, I didn't do the Des okay. Bryant update. Oh, what, that what sucks. sucks. Oh, he yeah, we just traded, heard that today. Yeah, just heard yeah, it today. He gets today. traded it's, to the Saints and then gets a – they're thinking he's in a – or is it the Saints? No, it's Signed confirmed. one year. Yeah, it's go done. Ahead, he's it's done. done. Achilles heel. Yeah, he's Achilles done. torn his Achilles. He signed today. He tore his Achilles in practice. Tended. He signed on Wednesday. And yesterday he signed his one year deal. That's so crazy. And look, he went all season. Nobody signed him. And someone him. finally does signed it. Him and he injured during practice. Hey, crazy. bad luck. But that could have been the Titans. Everybody been. out there were like, Titans, get Des Bryant. Hey, and I'm going to admit, I was one of them. I was yeah, like, was get Des Bryant. Why not? Yeah. And now Vrabel's like, look him in the yeah. <laughs> uh, NCAA football. With one loss, Michigan moves into a playoff spot and rounds out the top four, joining Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. 
Still no love for Central Florida, who remains undefeated, undefeated. and ranked number 11. And has dropped. How do you stay undefeated yeah. and drop? Yeah. Like, like teams and, and lose, Michigan, and they Michigan, move with them. <laughs> and Michigan, with a one-loss record, yeah. moves into the top four. Florida moved above them with two losses. Yeah. How does that happen? And they moved down a spot. Now, I know Florida's out of it because they lost recently, but when they moved up mm. with two losses, they moved down, yeah. and then Florida drops, and then they still go down two spots. I don't know how that works. So we are familiar with the BCS, right? Oh yes. God, BCS. But now it's, it's even worse. Yes. Now that we have you, we thought that with the the tournament play, this would kind of fade out. No, it's gotten it, worse. Now yeah. it's like, who do we want in the top four? Yeah. yeah. Who Who do we we want the top top four to be good? Yeah. Who are the top four most expensive and best schools? Yeah. Who's going to make us to the, the most money? Uh, last thing, uh, Tennessee Volunteers playoff hopes still alive with a homecoming win over the Charlotte 49ers this past Sunday. <laughs> we were all in attendance. Yes, we were. Boom. For that fairly sad win. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty demoralizing sad, victory, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, Man, they had sad. some crappy calls in that game. I'm just they, there were some crappy calls. Uh, this weekend, Tennessee plays the 5-2 and two Kentucky Wildcats at home. Uh, Coach Pruitt did say this week that he would accept a bowl invitation in if, even if they finish the season at five and seven. So that's all I got. God bless. Sport, <laughs> yes. I, I don't have anything to say. I, would be, the Blue I Cross, personally Blue would be a little bowl. embarrassed if we ended five and seven and went to a bowl because I think- oh uh, one one thing of note though for the 2016-2017 bowl season, twenty percent of the bowl participants, twenty teams, did not have a winning record. All righty. How about you, Ryan? Got any entertainment? We'll do the top five box office of the week. It was Bohemian Rhapsody, which was yeah. really good. Number two was The Nutcracker it. in the Four Realms. Haven't seen it. Don't Nobody's care. Fool. Number three, Stars Born is still holding on to number four. Mm, and then number man. five, rounding out the top five, was Halloween. Still? Still, nobody, everybody, still in the Halloween mood. I guess nobody turned to Christmas the week, like two weeks before Thanksgiving. Big news out of Disney. Uh, it was published yesterday. <clears throat> Disney's new Netflix rival will be called Disney Plus, and it'll launch late 2019. They should get a better name. Yeah. Um. Let's see. It looks like the new Flickety streaming Doo. service That's will be name. home for. Past titles and original series, including no new content from the Marvel and Star Wars franchise. Uh, you better get your Disney fix in on Netflix because they're pulling all the content in 2019. Yep. Uh, looks they're like to pull content now. I yeah, I know. Yeah. So. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is going to port. Uh, uh, if I can talk. People, pop, people, pop. Portray Loki in a uh, original series. Yeah, for the a, Disney they're streaming, doing, they're doing a Marvel uh, show, television series, and Tom on, Hiddleston is, is going yeah, to Loki? play Loki, Doctor Strange. No, no Tom, Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Com- Benedict Why, Cumberbatch is, is Doctor oh, Strange. Oh, I'm sorry. Who Tom is, Hiddleston is, is Loki in the Marvel in the Thor? I knew that. Sweet Jesus, I knew that. DC, wow. get with it. My brain went. Is, you went to DC. Come on, DC. Batman. Right. Get with it, Batman. I got, I'm there. I'm with you. Bring um, it in. I'm right there. Come also, Hiddleston. I got you. I'm all a over. A prequel it. has been announced for. Yeah. 
Star Wars movie, Rogue One, whatever. Mm, oh yeah, uh, he's excited about it's that. Amazing. Right. It, I'm. I like. What, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. Go ahead. <laughs> Other original shows have been announced for the new Netflix streaming uh, reboot of Matt. You'll be excited about this High School Musical franchise. <laughs> 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 well, featuring Tom, big on those high school musicals. Yeah, featuring Tom Hiddleston. Back. All right. And also, uh, <laughs> also the next season of Star Wars, The Clone Wars is going to be on there. Uh, new original animated series based on Pixar's Monsters, Inc. I'm kind of excited about that, actually. I love Monsters, Did Inc. you say I that Ro- uh, the Star Wars was the, uh, following the Rogue One prequel? Yeah, nobody cares. I care. Yeah, I care. People I out that. there care. Watch uh, your mouth. I love the Rogue One story. Yeah. That was fantastic. It's following... Um, um, it's hang following on. Before. Hold on. It's following the, the captain of the yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, let's see. I'm Cassian? blanking. Cassian. 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 Thank Cassian. You. Yeah, yes. it's going to follow his character. He calls himself a Star Wars and he is reprising his role as yeah, Cassian. Yeah, he's going to be in. I know. About. Yeah. And also a movie's been announced for the new streaming service for the next holiday season called Noel. It's a Christmas movie about Santa's daughter, and it's going to be played by Anna Kendrick. Oh, man, she can do no wrong. In my yeah, book. so... Is she going uh, to sing uh, to me? <laughs> PG, Matt. PG. <laughs> PG show, man. PG show. I knew, I knew that was coming eventually. Um, let's see. I guess we're all looking forward. I mean, I'll see The Grinch, the new animated one that came out. My I mean, son wants see to it. see it. What, about, see what it. about the Santa Chronicles that uh, Kurt... Uh, Kurt Russell is playing. Santa. I do want to see that. That, that like, kind of looks interesting. I, Kurt Russell as Santa. I'm like, I'm all in. I don't even yeah. care what this movie is about. So that's that's the big news. But also, uh, if you're an orange, is the new black uh, fan. I've never watched an episode, so I don't know. Uh, they're considering a sequel to the show. I don't. But this is the last year of yeah, this, like a like a sequel to the, yeah. I guess whenever they all, I don't know when she gets out of jail. I guess I don't. <coughs> or okay. maybe uh, the husband goes to jail now. Yeah, I mean uh, <laughs> that could places. be a really different show. Let's see. Robin, That's become Oz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. The whole new trading places. Yeah, uh, there you let's go. See, Robin Williams's daughter is going to develop a new series. Apparently, she's getting in the business like her dad did. Um, I think that's pretty much it. The big news was, of course, the uh, the big Disney streaming service. So that's a sucky name. I just renamed it Flickety Doo. <laughs> Flickety Doo. Uh, hey, let's watch some Flickety Doo. Uh, how about Watch with Walt? I mean, hey, okay. that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm gonna keep calling it Flickety Doo because now it's in my brain. Flickety Doo. <laughs> hey, you you want a Flickety Doo and chill? <laughs> <laughs> Flick and chill. 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 A snap a doo. Snap a doo. So, are y'all a fan of epic and biographical films? Absolutely, man. Yeah, I like them. Do you like one over the other? You think you like? I like biography movies. I'm more epic than any. Yeah, I'm more epic. Yeah, I'm more epic. If I have, if I have to make a choice, I mean, they're close and they're neck and neck. But you don't have to make a choice. But I mean, it's just. I think if I had to pick one, I'd go epic. Yeah, I'd go biography. But I love both. Yeah, I like last night when I went to see Bohemian Rhapsody. Just move, you know. Yeah, proved even more why I like biography. Well, movies. my well, like my passion lies with epic. Um, you know, I love I love the mixture of historical and storyline, action, adventure, mm-hmm. and like the main character. But yeah, I I would say 
epic it just it just lies there in my heart um is there a time period of epic or biographical that you prefer i think i'm i'm gonna go with the modern era the uh, post very late 90s um my really love, yeah because my love for these movies has a lot to do with the advances in technology and not necessarily cgi um but the new lighting techniques high definition wide view aspects elaborate scene staging um, I mean, those are the things, and I mean, all that's come along yeah. with you know the late '90s, two thousands. Yeah, I'm gonna go like if I'm going biography movies, like give me the political like '70s and '80s type, like Man. that time era when the Nixon Watergate yeah. scandal was coming okay. out. Nice. See, and I I hate modern because if I live through it, then it's like eh, I was there, I just didn't know it was going on. <laughs> well, I'd rather Google. have a time. Was, I, I was there, but I was saying Goo Goo Gaga. I was thinking more as far as uh, not actually what was in the movie, but how yeah. the movies were made is how I approach the answer to that question. Yeah. I mean, like when I look back in the past and, you know, in the past they were doing past films, past historical films. films. Yes. I still think that, I, I don't know, I love medieval and ancient Greece. I really yes, think... medieval is where I like yeah, it. Yeah, medieval, but I really, I've noticed how much I love ancient Greece stories. And well, like, Greek myth, I'm like a that. huge mark for Greek mythology. Yeah. Um, and it really shocks me that we don't have a whole lot more right? movies. I mean, yeah. Troy was fantastic, and we'll talk about that later, but um, I, I would think that there would be a whole lot more think of all Greek the, mythology. Think of all the mythological movies. stories and break-off stories yeah. uh, that they have had. Like, I, like God of War just mm-hmm. takes pieces of mythology yes. and creates yeah. all new stories. Right. Like they don't even follow the the mythological history that people still believe in. Yeah. They just take that one little piece, like mm-hmm. a little piece of something, and then they create a whole mm-hmm. game. I'm like, you could you could do that today with ancient Greece. Absolutely. Absolutely. I also I, I haven't seen one Civil War movie that I hate. I love I've loved every single Civil there, War movie. There's a few I mean like and I mean like they're rare. Like there's a handful like small handful of them, but the vast majority of them I love those. I've love seen them. some B rated Civil War movies that I think should have been in the theater. Like there was one I'm blanking now because I need to remember it and I didn't write it down in my notes but it had something to do with shoes like finding find the shoes and it was about uh, a teenage uh, it was a school that it was a military school and uh, rebels were heading up this way and they didn't have anybody to send to this area to defend it and all they had was this military school Okay. They did have supply line near the school. I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to look up the name uh, and to share with y'all because it's very interesting. So they sent the school guns, and these teenage boys had to defend. And this was a true story. Mm-hmm. These teenage boys had to defend this area, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna field, leave it at that. Field of lost shoes. Field of lost shoes. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> field of lost shoes, and it it is amazing. And it's a B rated, and never came out to theaters. But it was amazing. It's got some pretty big names in there, too. Hmm, interesting. Um, is there a style of these movies you prefer? Political. You like political? Most political now? type I'm gonna, movies. I'm yeah. going to say fantasy. Fantasy and then sometimes fantasy bordering on sci-fi a yeah. little bit. Um, but then close, close second is historical. Yeah, historical. I'm, I'm huge on the fantasy end of those things. I'm, that's just, man, that's where it draw me in and create a world that I can get sucked yes. into. 
I, that's where fantasy brings me in. Yeah, I'm all about the adventure. The, yes, if take I me can, on an adventure and lead me into yeah. a world of, of fun. And then, like, you could take it six movies yes. in. And it could be, like, in, and it's the same storyline within the six movies. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like the Hobbit. <laughs> it's yeah. like you have, like, nine yeah. hours of the same thing yeah. happening, and I'm all in it. I'm yep. like, I love it. I love every I know second. Gonna, um, after the show, I have a ring. I'd like you to take it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, what are your what are your top five epic films and and why you have to say and and give us a reason why uh do you want to do this one at a time or you just want to go down i don't it doesn't matter to me man i mean i've got my reasonings for all these so i mean we can go i can give you my whole list and then we just go around let's do let's do one at a time i'm gonna start okay wild hogs What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? Wild hogs. Wait, no, I, I was about to go search that. I was like, what? <laughs> motorcycle. 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 No, I knew no, what it was. I was like, is that biographical no, or is that epic? Yes, it's like that a, a biographical like, film about Tim Allen. Epic cheese fest. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't mess with the wild hogs. No, uh, I'm going to start with uh, Immortals. I'm, I'm not going to go in an order because I could not do one no, through five. Because you know what, I, I didn't like the ending of Immortals. I love, I loved it because it was your, it was the most untypical Greek mythology film I've ever seen. There wasn't like a happy ending, uh, and uh, you know this was Henry Cavill's one of his uh, biggest. But the, I tell you why. I loved it. Was the fight scenes? It was almost borderline. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The fight scenes were insane. It was it was borderline kung fu movie. What was what were the things that they released out of the the cage? It was the titans. That was the, were the titans. It was the titans. Like uh, that's the, when stuff got real. Yeah. It, well, you know, like the gods, you know, trapped all the titans in that cube, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was destiny that that king. I can't remember the king's name now because I have to. Yeah. Um, but the king, it, he felt that he had to get the bow of Artemis and mm-hmm. uh, open the Titans so they could start a war to because he wanted to get back at the gods because he believed the gods ruined his life even right. though he was king. Yeah, but whatever. And it, uh, Henry Cavill's character was like was trained by Zeus, and I thought that was pretty cool. Like, uh, like he picked this one guy to be his warrior, and he, like. Uh, uh, disguised himself as an old man and giving him all this philosophy and stuff yeah. and but you know the fight scenes I was like he, he did some moves that you know like he was wired oh, and yeah. he was floating and all this but they made it look it, so awesome it kind of had an element of 300 to it yeah well element like 300 plus like hero yeah yeah you know like yeah, you yeah, yeah, those, yeah, yeah, like, yeah absolutely you know 300 absolutely. and hero mashed together and that's what you get out of immortals <laughs> and then it didn't end like anybody like all the gods like die yes and then that's what i didn't like about it but then all the all the rest of the gods not your main gods but all the rest of the gods who you know are left and the titans are like in the sky fighting yes. <laughs> so it's like yeah I here's the it. titans I, had, I I think I'm sorry. I just I have to in my mind. I have to crown Peter Jackson the crown prince of the epic movie. I will give him that. I mean, if this immortal, <laughs> if the mortal engines movie rocks, 
but I mean, I just I, for my number one, I just put the entire Lord of the Rings saga, including the Hobbit movies, including I mean, all all of them. <laughs> I just said, I mean, I just, I mean, I literally put down Crown Prince of he epic was, movies, Peter he, Jackson. Yeah. He just went Lord of the Rings, the entire walk. Yes, <laughs> pretty much anything J.R.R. Tolkien <laughs> just yes. put in one thing, just toss it all in there, even what's not made and will yeah. be from so, the house to the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben, that Mortal Engines movie looks. It looks it. He's got oh, coming I'm out. so looks hoping it looks good. It, it looks so <laughs> So I'm going to start out mine with Gladiator. Gladiator. Yes, because it is an incredible movie. It's amazingly written. And my 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 specific reasoning for this film and, and why I start off with it is because I, I've got this... There's this thing in especially epics and and. and uh, what we call time or period pieces. Yeah. Well, you know, when you have the, the situation, and I guess I have to bring it down to a specific scene. Everybody knows what the scene is. You know, he finally gets, uh, uh, way after he gets caught and and way after the, uh, you know, uh, the, what happens to his family, he comes in, he starts battling and all that. It's when the king shows up. Um or is it King of Prussia? Caesar. Caesar, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's when he shows up and he asks Hail him to remove Caesar. his head. Hail Caesar. <laughs> Hail. <laughs> um, it's when he shows up and asks him to remove his helmet and tell him who his was. Yeah. And he's just like, wants to walk That's away. Walk away. And then he's like, all snap, son. <laughs> and he had, like, yeah, he had the best the face. best face. He, it was and almost he just, like he was going to cry. Yes. Like, oh, my God, he's here. Please he's protect like, me. Oh, snap. And he's just like, mm, Marcus Decimus Meridius. <laughs> and I'm like, I watched, oh, snap. I watched that the other day, and I, I yes. was like, oh, man. That that's is like one that's, of the best that moments. That scene gets that's my number four. Pumped. That's my number Your number four? four? That's my number four pick. <clears throat> oh, Ryan, what is Ryan's yours? Number one. Epic film. <laughs> Good lord. Epic, the epic movie? Yeah. I uh, I had to use my friendly IMDB for that because I really am not a big Braveheart gladiator type. Hey, we got to say, I don't, you can just say I don't, yeah. I'm not a big epic But movie, I tell you what, the great thing was, like when I looked at the top 50 epic movies, I was like, surely to God there's something. <laughs> yeah. Surely there's something. So I did find five. You'll be proud of that. All right. All right. So the first one for me was The Towering Inferno. Okay. Did you ever see that? Yes, absolutely. Um, you have to refresh my memory. All right. So it was made in the 70s. Think about Skyscraper with Dwayne Johnson. Oh, kind of like that. Remember, all right. So yeah. here's yeah. a movie with Steve McQueen. Paul Newman, Fred Astaire, Good Faye Lord. Dunaway, and O.J. Simpson. God. So it was produced for $14 million, but in today's world, it would cost $71 million to make that movie back mm. then. Yeah. Wow. Um, I like this movie because of the fear factor involved. It's easy for any of us to imagine being stuck in a high-rise downtown and trapped while the building is burning. It's kind of like Jaws <laughs> being trapped in the boat. But, yeah, I really I love The Towering Inferno. That's one I probably watch every year. Okay, I, I get it. I'm, I'm on board with that. I would say if I had to pick one of these to be my number one, it would be Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I had and that one. Because that movie got me into the Robin Hood character, yeah, and I have loved like pretty much all Robin Hood Esque movies, even the mm-hmm. cartoon one where the fox was Robin Hood. Boy, I can't wait for that new one to come out. Was, yes. that, was that the one where the be awesome. oh, that does look that really looks good. Yeah, so good. Man. But was that one with the one with the overdone Brian Adams song? Yes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. The overdone Brian Adams. <laughs> and uh, Professor Snape was the sheriff. There you go. Yeah, man. 
That would probably be, you know, and like Kevin Costner in that, you know, he no accent. It's like an American walked yeah. off the boat. Yeah. And you're still like, yeah, he's yeah. Robin. He's Robin Hood. And everybody else has got an accent. Mm. But Kevin Costner being Robin of Luxley coming <laughs> yes. back to Britain to find his castle, it sounds more American than anything. Where's my castle, bro? <laughs> yeah. What's up? Where is What's it? What's up? Where's my castle, bro? Where'd you move it? Sheriff Rottingham. <laughs> I knew there was a breeze. <laughs> it was quite drafty. Uh, so uh, for my number two... And this may be a little controversial because it's I don't know if y'all considered an epic film or not. This this movie I think introduced me to epic film genre in my brain, and that was the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, man, yeah. there you go. And yeah. and I actually put down Raiders. Accept it. I I, <laughs> I put down Raiders of the Lost Ark trilogy. Yes, I said trilogy. trilogy. <laughs> Not saga. No, 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 sir. No. No, no, no. Trilogy. When you found the skulls, you were like, move on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aliens, no. No, no, I'm done. You lost me. <laughs> so I'll keep this going here. Um, I actually... Well, of course, not going in any order. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put out the obvious in my list for Braveheart. 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 Um, again, period piece. Uh, extremely awesome. Just blood pumping. Yeah. Just really cool scenes. And I mean, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you why. <laughs> I, well, I will tell you. I'll tell you why that didn't make my list. It is one of my favorites because it's probably one movie that introduced me to the yeah. epic film genre was Braveheart. Yeah. Because I remember watching on my nine-inch TV while I was upstairs yes. in our oh, crappy yeah. house. Yeah. How many times it, have we heard about the nine-inch nine TV? Nine-inch TV. Nine oh, inch yeah. TV. I mean, and I and I turned on the TV and it was halfway through Braveheart. I didn't even know what I was watching, and I watched the entire movie, the rest of the movie. <laughs> And then I asked Josh, and he told me what it was. And then I went, we went to Blockbuster. Yeah. Name drop. And rented <laughs> it. And I watched it from beginning to end. And But as I grew up, I don't know. Have you noticed how many mistakes, visual mistakes, Absolutely. are in this Tons. movie? And it, won an, and it won an Academy Award. Best picture. I don't know that I ever, Best picture. I don't really know that I ever caught those. If we ever watch it together, I can point out. And but I almost don't want to because it will almost ruin it for it's you. It's Like shattering. Glass. Now, when you like, say when you say mistakes, is it like they caught the boom mic camera? No, in there, like or? he will be holding his sword, and then they'll go back to him, and he's not holding. It. Oh, gotcha. gotcha and where gotcha, he'll be gotcha. wearing his uh, helmet, yeah. and then next he'll oh, no, no. back, and he's not wearing the helmet. That. It increases a love for a movie for me. I love when I find crap like that in a movie. It, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know why. Man. I don't know why. Okay. But like when the, I find stuff like that, it really. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I love like, finding it's like, like the. Itch uh, I can't scratch. It's like I want to go back and edit it myself. Like the airplane, <laughs> I can't do it. Like the airplane in Troy. Can I drop this? In, <laughs> can I drop this in iMovie and yeah. cut that out and paste? If anybody and, could do it and send me a copy, I would be greatly appreciated. I think that's the funniest one though. The airplane in Troy. Yeah, the airplane in Troy. You know, I never noticed that. You know, I've yeah. gone back and I don't think I can. You know, yeah. I would never you notice that. Really Really you gotta to really look for it. that. You gotta really look for that. Uh, All right, I'm going also with the with a movie that everybody at this table liked at one time. So let's just go and admit it: Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I, I like it if I'm in a relationship. No, but right here's now, the thing: like, know. whenever we were all what, like, your heart doesn't go on. My heart does yeah. not go on. When we were 16 and 17, I mean, how many times did you go see that movie? I mean, we all went to see that movie. One, it was three hours, so we Let's could see, stay yeah. out later. How many girls was a date? Exactly. So, I mean, think about it. It had actually DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, who turned out to be probably some of the best actors of our time. Yeah. Um, good storyline. It kept you going um, with the boat. Amazing and then everything. Song. Yeah. Perfect ending to a great decade of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and the musical score, I think, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like the John Irish Williams. music and everything. Yeah. I love the movie. John yeah. Williams so, I mean, I, I'm going to say, yeah, Titanic is up there for me. See, in my life when I was dating someone was the beginning of the movie. And, like, my life right now <laughs> is Rose and Jack on the raft. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, that means you're in I'm the sorry, water. I'm sorry, Jack. I mean, get off my hand. That means you're in the way. water, not on the I'm in on the on water. The I'm, yeah. And I'm staring up, you know, blue face, everything. <laughs> yeah. You're done. You're yeah, done. I'm dead. I'm gone. Something's blue. <laughs> <laughs> moving and on. moving on. Moving on. Uh, my next. What? What? How many have we done? Three. Yeah. This will be the third. Third. Yeah. Um, Last Samurai is my next one. I knew nice. that was going to be nice. I that you oh, know when Tom we were talking Cruise? about Tom yeah, Cruise earlier, yeah. that was another movie. Uh, Last Samurai. Not only do you get like a deeper look into like the traditions of samurai and how serious they took just sharpening a sword or drink drinking a cup of tea mm-hmm. and then you have your typical american tom cruise yeah. in there staring at all this like <laughs> what up and yeah, then he like yeah. basically takes it on and he becomes a samurai himself i'm like yeah and then at the end at the very end where he's trying to save uh, the lead samurai, and he takes on six guys himself. I was like, <laughs> Tom Cruise, you are an action star. Yeah. You're you're awesome. Yes. I love you. <laughs> uh, my next, uh, we we already discussed this, but next one is Troy. Troy, yeah, Good I'm just, one. I am, I'm just a huge mark for Greek mythology. I man. love I it, love man. It. I really it's wish so much. I really and, wish. And it when I, we were, more. when I was doing, like I said before, when I did my research, I was like so disheartened by the lack, the lack, yeah. Of, I mean, like good Greek mythology based yeah. movies. There's some real, you know, horrible ones out there. I love Clash of the Titans. The I new don't Cla- like Wrath of the Titans. I actually I liked like, it. I like Clash. I love Clash. I like because I can see stuck. why you didn't like Wrath of the Titans um, because of how they did the whole, you know, the. They were fighting each other throughout the whole movie and draining his power, and then the end, they're working together to take out Dad. Well, you know, okay, but but in Wrath of the Titans, it's like everybody's buddies now. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. a bigger we have a bigger enemy, right? And it, it was almost overdone. It was almost like they continue. It was unnecessary, like you because because the old Clash of the Titans held up so long. And I don't know. I still watch the old one. I still watch it. Because I, it is a movie that I laugh so hard yes. at because of the, how they did the animations yes. and stuff. It is so funny. But, I mean, it's fun to watch. Especially, with, it, especially Medusa. Medusa is yeah. hilarious. And it held up for so long. And then when the new one came out, and it, <laughs> it stuck with the same type of storyline as the original, just updated graphics right. and everything. And then they did Wrath of the Titans because Clash did so well. Yeah. I just thought they were continuing a story that didn't need to go on. I'm like, there are other stories. There are other characters. So many different characters. That uh, from. You know, like you have Hercules. Where's a Hercules movie? Absolutely. Or where's... They where's, did a Hercules movie, but they, they did it just generically with um, Dwayne Johnson. 
They did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But, that was, was, but that was a different take it was, on it was Hercules. A different take. It wasn't the. It was like it was like how they were portraying him to be this god, but he really wasn't a god. He, he was, was a he was human. A, he was a human, but Just he was it was a strong. con artist. Yes, <laughs> is what yes. is the way they portrayed him, and yeah. I, I hated the way they portrayed him. In yeah, that I didn't like. I mean, and I like me some Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but, that, but, but he's done some yeah. questionable films. Yeah, they could have done the whole Hercules, but uh, you know, you have the God of War. You know, you have the, the horsemen, you mm-hmm. know, and all that. Mm-hmm. I think you, there's so much Greek mythology you can do. All right, I'm going to say it. I'm going to put it on my list. Go ahead. People can drop say it. It's not. Drop it like it's hot. People say it is, but I put it on my list. Drop so it. I'm going to say it. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Three, four, and five. No. Yeah. I don't know if I can give you. If, I mean, it's more I, sci-fi. Again, sci-fi. Again, again sci-fi. I said, I will say it. I don't care. <laughs> because they're epic space operas. Nah, yeah, they are. Nah, they're sci-fi. They're nah, sci-fi. They're when, sci-fi. We have, when we have a sci-fi Did you conversation. not just say sci-fi in your last question with fantasy and historical? I said no, bordering. sci-fi is <laughs> not said, fantasy. I said that I like fantasy, but I kind of like them bordering on sci-fi, not actual It's in my list. Yeah, I mean, but I, I'm, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider. I would think sci-fi. Like if we were having a discussion about Star Trek, Battlestar, Star Wars, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would put it in. Um, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. such a good one. Yeah, I mean, Tom such Hanks alone makes that movie, and also, I mean, think about it, the first thirty minutes into that movie. Oh. Stress is it's just a heart oh, like you man. see so much innocence lost in that like first I, opening scene. I don't see I don't see how anyone who was on who was a part of D Day can yeah. watch the first twenty minutes of that. I don't you know, and that's the thing. Okay, so when I was doing my research on this when you sent out the topic list, I it took me a while, like probably thirty eight years, to realize we were witnessing something that we couldn't imagine Mm-mm. what they went through. Like stuff yeah. that we've read in our textbooks yeah. in school could not compare to what we mm. saw in Saving Private Ryan. No, not so even that's on my list. Not even and, close. And you know what, man? It that beginning scene, as stressful as it was, all that death and everything they had to overcome and still won yeah. that yeah. day yeah. was amazing. But I also when I stop when when I stop watching the movie and take the Hollywood out of it, I bet you that still didn't touch the tip yeah, of the iceberg of yeah. what those guys actually no. went through. No, not even yeah, close. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, even though it's over three hours, yeah. it's a movie. Like you said, the first 30 minutes is stressful, and then you finally get that calm coming, and then mm. the next hour you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I am... And I also got to say, because, I mean, we've already talked about it. My number four was Troy. Yeah, you know, I, I do. I love, I love Troy. Troy. And that and that's the movie that Matt showed. So, yeah, that's my number four. Uh, My, what, we're on four? Yeah. Uh, my four is Man in the Iron Mask. God. Oh, I love I that love, movie. I love that. Okay, so. I love, love I'm a huge it. mark for Three Musketeers, Yes, man. And, and this is like the old Three Musketeers yeah. trying to keep the hope alive, you know. Uh, and, you know, this is one Leo DiCaprio movie if, that, during that time period that yeah. I could like. That know, could stand. Stand. Yeah. He, he's done some really good movies. Don't get me wrong. But that was in the time period where he was doing all his uh, young, like, 
he was doing some mm-hmm. you know movies weird. that I just couldn't yeah weird right. movies but this is one that I could get I can get with and uh, I loved all the actors you had John Malkovich and uh, uh, Jeremy Irons and uh, that famous British actor who's like in everything uh, oh uh, Jeremy Irons uh, the big guy Gerard yeah Depardieu, Depardieu. yeah Depardieu uh, you mm-hmm. know, he was amazing in that movie. I, I love the actors that carried that movie, and uh, I, I've always loved that storyline. Uh, I had that uh, the old uh, classics illustrated of Man in the Iron Mask when oh, I was nice. real little. I lost nice it, movie. but so when they came out that movie, I was really excited. That's really cool. Um, so I'm gonna, you know, Gladiator was my fourth, um, and. Um, I mean, it's such. I mean, there's so many moments in that, in that. I mean, um, the whole uh, fall of, yeah. that he goes through and the climb that he goes back through, and it's all to um, honor his family, yeah, and the way they were treated, mm-hmm. and also for country. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, man, it's just watching um, Russell. That's one of the r- movies I. I I have a hard time watching Russell Crowe movies sometimes. That's sometimes crazy. Some, I love me some Russell Crowe. See, I, I just I'm not an easy Russell Crowe mark, and I don't really buy into him a lot. And yeah. uh, this was one of the movies that I really bought into him. Um, but uh, I was going to go ahead and skip over. I was, I was going to go ahead and move on to you, Brian. I was going <laughs> to skip forward to my next one, but you um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. We're not. Go ahead. I'm going to go to number five as soon as Brian's done. Okay. Um, We're in no order here. Yeah, Jump go in. ahead. Jump, Jump on in there. You hear silence, my, you feel the silence. My last, my last one, 2012. 2012. John, John Cusack. Man, I haven't watched that. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you have never watched it, my, number one, I about had a heart attack and my wife about had a panic attack after we came out of that movie. See, it's hard. It's really hard for me to watch into the world type stuff. Yeah, don't like them. Um, it Armageddon is probably as far as I can get. Yeah, with Armageddon and Deep stuff. Impact were enough for me. Yeah, this was like, if they this, was, yeah. this was like this was like you know touching home where climate change kind of reaches yeah. a boiling point, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> Stuff starts hitting the fan, and you know, boom. And but the the thing that kills me is John. I've always been a huge fan of John Cusack, yeah, and like John Cusack, Cusack, I think, can pull off pretty much anything. He can pull. He's he's done everything. He's mm. done rom coms. Um, he's done comedy. He's done action, suspense, thriller. He he's done it all, and he does it. He does it so well. Yeah. I think. Um, but uh, that movie is just one of those movies. Where it takes just a few minutes of information of trying to b- fill you in to where this movie's going, and then once it kicks off, it does not stop. I'm yeah. like, you're yeah. waiting for you're waiting. Yeah. You keep waiting for that movie reprieve moment where you can take catch your breath, and you don't get it. It just keeps on going and going and. I'm going. gonna need you to spoil it for me. Does the world end? So you've seen it, you, right? Y'all really? I'm okay it? with this because I'm not going to yeah. watch it. Spoiler so the whole, alert. so I'm the whole, the whole, the, so the whole thing winds up with them. Um, the military or the government has built four ships. They call the arcs, arcs okay. one through four. Uh-huh. And the whole idea is that <clears throat> scientists have um, figured out that the temperatures are rising. Uh, the temperatures under the cr- uh, Earth's crust are rising. Things are coming to a head. 
we're gonna die. <laughs> I mean, type thing. And yeah, and so and their <laughs> their like idea. Movie. Their, so let's try to live. Let's their wonder. their idea to survive was not to go dig a hole in a mountain. Their idea was we you know because there's just gonna be mass floods. Uh, water is gonna cover the majority of the earth. Blah blah blah. So they created these tank like huge massive ships and um, Noah's Ark 3000 <laughs> and so it becomes this um, race for how much of humanity can actually make it onto those ships and um, did they invite them did they say hey we got three arcs anybody can get in here until the capacity is hit so it was actually hidden and it was random selection and uh, so, uh, but the thing is, is that some cons- uh, conspiracy th- theorist, Woody Harrelson, played by Woody Hel- Harrelson, um, actually starts leaking the information. And that's how John Cusack finds out about it. Mm-hmm. And there, you follow them around, trying every which way they get to try they, to grab it. They go from cars that are almost falling into earthquakes to a plane that has to fly through exploding volcanoes and all the, I mean, it's every. I mean, it's just like one instance after another. They, they they go through all these crazy chaotic things, trying to make those ships. They're first of all, they go from just trying to survive and get away from everything that's blowing up. Yeah. And in in their trails, they meet Woody Harrelson, and then they discover the existence of these ships. You know, and there's it's not just being we found it out. There's yeah. a little bit of you know, uh, figuring. But they make it on the ships. They make it to the ships. Um, there's four of them. Two survive. Uh, three survive. Three of the ah. ships make it. Um, one of them does not even make it um, in the initial launch. Uh, the other three make it, but uh, but they go through a lot. There's a lot mm-hmm. that transpires what, just with the people actually getting on the ship. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, there's like, a, there's like a long period of time with things that are happening to get the ship. And... and at the last second, the ships, it give, comes down to the last second, there's a problem with getting the ships launched. They can't shut the doors, the bay doors that will actually seal the ships to let them launch. Oh, good God. Just die. The, so, yeah, the earth is ending. And Let's so it, it literally winds up at the very end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Um, that all of humanity is gone except for the people on these three ships. Man. I don't know. I mean, I, if we if we found out the world was going to end tomorrow, I'd, I mean, I'd be all right. But I can't. I don't know why. I just can't watch movies about it. It's I don't know. I'm weird like that. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give. I'll keep to keep this thing rolling here, and I'll just. Put if you my say next Star Trek, I'm Star punch Trek you in the number face. two, Wrath <laughs> <laughs> of Khan. Uh, no, uh, epic movie, 1997. No, um, 300 is my next one. Love it. It's really good. I like Frank Miller. Yes, he can do no wrong. He can for do me, man. Not no a wrong. big Sin City fan. You're not a Sin. Okay, I like Sin City. I'm not a Sin City fan. I hated fan. the sequel. Yeah, the sequel was complete crap. Sin City, I like. I never watched the sequel. I watched the first one with Bruce Willis. I didn't. I wasn't a fan. Love Watchmen. Oh, Damn. love! I do love, love Watchmen. Watchmen. Love me some Watchmen. Cannot hope, wait for that series. I hope they stick with that kind of filming when they mm-hmm. do that series. That dark. Dark cinematic, yeah, yeah, and like those quick cuts and yes. those big, you know. I, I love the way they filmed really that good. movie. My last one is The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, good one! I did not good. like this movie. I like that movie. I thought I, it was why fun. Why do you like it? It was fun right. to watch. I like the star Jim Cavell. Uh, I like him from. 
course, you know, he was in The Passion of Christ, but I liked him from personal yeah, interest. Jesus. <laughs> but I don't know. The action was good. And then also, I think that was a time to where I saw that and I saw the reboot of Three Musketeers. Uh-huh. 2011 version with Ray Stevenson. Oh, and I really love that also. Yeah, so I think yeah, yeah. those two just hit me right there. I mean, and normally I'm not a big fan of these type of movies, but I love the Three Musketeers alone. Well, yeah, okay. it, it, there's a lot of quotes that some of our other friends say from Count, Count Monte Cristo. I just I don't know, man. I just couldn't get okay. on board with that one. Um, my last one is Ten Commandments. I hi, Dad. Yeah, I will say that's one <laughs> but movie. He, didn't say, mom, he did not say King of Kings. Uh, yeah, I will say that, you know, mom and dad, this was one movie that we were forced to watch and I actually grew up with and still enjoy to this <laughs> oh, day. Oh, I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I, I still watch it. It's one of my Christmas movies. Yeah. I, I, I mean, think of the, I don't know. When did that movie come out? 60s? Think of how big this movie was for mm-hmm. the 60s. It Think was of the, insane. The stuff they got away with in this movie was just way ahead of its time. Uh, I mean, we look at it now and we're like, man, you know, yeah. you know, that's kind of cheesy, but... You know, if you think of the '60s and the lack of stuff they Actually, had, Actually, you know, cheese does not come in my mind when I watch those. I, kinda, I don't. I, I get in my frame of mind for watching those movies, yeah. and I'm I'm okay with it. Now, I can't watch Clash of the Titans without thinking cheese, but I can <laughs> the watch Clash the original Clash of, Clash of the Titans. But I can watch Gee. these without. I can't think I, every one of those. I can't watch without thinking cheese tastic because everything back, all those type of movies. It's like. Colored by Technicolor. Well, not that, but well, that's hilarious, though. Um, but no, every scene is like everybody trying to win a, you know, uh, an Oscar or something. Yeah. It's like every scene was like, that, I'm extremely that tel- epic. That Telly Savala school of yeah. Acting. Well, it's you know, like, it's like every know. scene, each one had to outdo the other yeah. with their lines. Yeah. And I'm like, but you know, that was during okay, a time. Come down there. That okay. was still an early time in filming, and now it's more natural. You know, with you know, oh, with yeah. the people, the way people act, and you know, they're making it more organic in the scenes. But you know, yeah. back then, it was all it, it was all about what they were saying. And if they didn't emphasize yeah, what they, they were, were saying, saying in that time, it <laughs> just wasn't going to get through. Thank you, William Shatner. <laughs> Some other way. <laughs> other way. Is there an epic film that you think was ahead of its time? I just said mine. I, uh, Which I was, think Ten Commandments was way ahead of its time. I think uh, uh, I think 2001 A Space Odyssey was ahead of its time. Uh, I, think, I do think... 2001 Space Odyssey jump-started a sci-fi revolution mm-hmm. that continued on. I really think, you know, when with George Lucas and everything, all his stuff. And it, y- y'all might laugh at, laugh at me for this one. There's another movie based on a video game. I think it was a little bit of ahead of its time. And it was kind of epic. The way they made it was Tron. 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 Yeah. yeah. Tron. I, I, I did like it. I can I'm only that. okay with the original. I didn't like yeah, the I didn't like new the, ones. Yeah, that I, like I kind of liked it. I just couldn't. It's, it wasn't the same. It wasn't okay. It, it wasn't okay. the same. Like the, the dull colors, they yes. didn't have dull colors. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like the dull colors. Like they just had that red light shining <laughs> on the guys. It's like that was what made you, them. You like the more simplistic. Hey, I'm green. Hey, yeah. I'm red. Let's race. And then you have the, the, uh, the race cars doing the yeah. maze, and it's not just a little blip, blip dot going. Now we actually have the race cars. I'm the, not the okay actual motorcycles. with that. Right. <laughs> I'm not okay with that. Oh, man. I don't really know what constitute 
really constitutes putting a movie ahead of its time. So no, we not no like idea. okay. Say there's a there's a time period where the movie came out, and you think, man, I, if I bet that could have come out ten years into the future, and it would still hold up as like 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 Ten Commandments. Uh, even though it came out, I think it came out in the sixties. Sixties. Mm-hmm. I think some of the stuff they got away with. There are movies in the seventies that couldn't do what Ten Commandments did. Uh, and even though I think it might have had a bigger budget, had you know, or whatever, but I still think you know some of the stuff they got away with. That you know the ingenuity there in these movies. I think Ten Commandments could have come out nineteen seventy nine, even nineteen eighty, and still. I think been. I agree. I, I agree. think mine, and I know Matt. I know you hate this movie. <laughs> okay. I know you hate it, but for the are you thir- just saying it because I hate it, bro? No, 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 no. no. But for the thirties, Gone with the Wind was ahead oh, of its time. Oh, good God! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, honestly, but let me, but let's be honest. And what I want to know but, what way? <laughs> but let's be honest, though, you could not make Gone with the Wind today. No. I think Gone with the Wind should never have been made. Is that right? <laughs> Frankly, Matt, I don't give a darn. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sum up. I'm going to sum up Gone with the Wind right now. Are y'all ready for this? I'm ready. Ready for it. Hey, little girl. Died. Hey, old man. What's going on? Died. Hey, Scarlet. What's going on? I don't know. Where have you been? Screw you. I'm out of here. That's Gone with the Wind. Right there. I just Roll saved credits. you three hours or what is it? Four and a half hours, or a lifetime of tr- you know torture watching this piece of garbage. It's not a piece of garbage. It's, it's a piece. A good, of crap. It's a good movie. It's a piece it's of garbage. A good movie. I like it. Stamped garbage. Gone. I can I can still watch it today. Yeah, I'd still it. watch today. I was watching it, trying to date this girl, and I ended up watching it, and you know. Whatever, it's a good movie. <laughs> I love it. See, but for the thirty, I did watch it. I was dating a girl. He created his own epic. Yeah, but the pro- <laughs> okay, we'll get in that in another podcast episode. The, th- I mean, but for the thirties, I mean, I think Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I mean, I think it yeah. changed its bear. I mean, for everything in that film. I mean, think about the th- films that came before that Wizard of Oz and all that, but Gone with the Wind. That was more epic than Gone with the Wind. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Lord. The Ents alone in Wizard of Oz made he it more epic. He just likes Wizard of Oz because of the Munchkin land. I know. Hey, the he Lollipop Guild, my boys. <laughs> anyways, I said yeah. that the other day. We Me and Steel were watching it, yeah. and I said, here comes my boys. And then, <laughs> and then the Lollipop Guild comes out, and he was like, he died laughing. He was like, that's your boys. Do you think there's a point in time that epic films were or are better than the rest? The 90s. I agree with that. But I think late, late 90s, 90s going into late, early 2000s. Late, yes. Yeah, I go with that. Yes. I just think that that time period, you know, when I, I, I really, and I'm going to give it as props, I think Braveheart was made. Yeah. And then everybody got on that train. Mm. They were like, okay, Braveheart, I'm going to approve $200 million movies now. Let's go. Yeah. What you got? Yes. What you got for Give me? Give me what then, you got. Yeah, and then Gladiator, and then boom, boom, boom. All oh, these yeah. movies, all these epic movies. Titanic, you know, came out at the same time as Braveheart, and it, what was it? Like a $3 billion yeah. movie? Yeah. Good God. Breaking all the records. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, now now people have... I really think it, when those movies, Titanic and Braveheart, came out in 97? Yes. Braveheart yeah. was 90. 94. Oh, Titanic, Titanic was 97. Oh, but, that's right. That's but right. they were like, I think uh, both of them were over $200 million movies. And then everybody was like, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Because that was unheard of. Even in the 90s, nobody yeah. got that much money. And then when they 
made, especially when Titanic became the highest grossing movie at the time. Yep. Everybody was getting what you need 300, here oh, we yeah. go, 300, 400 million, whatever. But now everything is averaged around 300 million. Yes. Unless you're doing a horror or action flick. Yeah. And then you're topped off at 50 because you don't really need anything more than that. Yeah. Uh, who is your favorite epic film character and why? Silence. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's mine. Indiana. Nice. Why? Because, man. Who didn't want to be so, Indiana Jones? Because, because sure. man. Sure. Um, it, I thought it was, I put down it was the combination of knowledge, bravery, and luck that got him through all his epic journeys. I mean, and it just, that, just watching how he just, you know, he was so intelligent and so smart in what he knew. But he got lucky yeah, <laughs> in a yeah. lot of that, and it was so funny. And and it, I think it was the humor, the element to it, mm-hmm. the the subtle the humor, humor, the action. Just everybody wanted to be Indiana Jones. Every every, See, I mean everybody. I would have said that long ago until Big Bang Theory totally ruined Indiana Jones oh, for me. I, <laughs> because literally I thought that he, was she, I thought it was she funny. depicted that entire and series I, to be true that not the entire series well, not, Raider, the, Raiders, Raiders of the, the Lost, Lost Art she be, ruined that movie. He could literally have not been in the movie and, and the movie would have still the ended movie. the but, same way. But, hey, but, but if Indiana wasn't in it we wouldn't get dun 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 and I mean, it, it did not ruin the movie for me. I, no, lo- I, I laughed. I thought that was hilarious. I love Big Bane. I still go back and watch all the, the, the all three Raiders of the Lost. Raiders movies. of the Lost. Star. All three. <laughs> since you no, said, I said three. Three. Well, since you said Indiana Jones, I'll go with another one that I can think off off the top of my head. Uh, Don Vito Corleone from The Godfather. Oh, nice. nice. I think that character right there got me into the mobster movie. So that's that. I'll go with that since you went with Indiana okay. Jones. I can't. I, I mean, like, I can't really. I know you're the mafia guy, yeah. so I'm, that's that makes sense why you picked that. I like. I like the Indiana Jones. I mean, that's not my pick, but I like that one because that was like one of the first characters where you had a nerd be awesome. Absolutely, yeah, like he true. was like a professor nerd and who was really smart, and then he puts on the hat, and then <laughs> I'm a BA. He's a paleontologist yeah. with I mean, a whip. Yes, that that was the introduction um, for me. That was the introduction in the epic films was Raider of the Lost Ark. For yeah, me. so I, I just I have a soft spot for that movie and that character. Uh, so me, I just don't really have one. You I don't. don't have one? I like the films. I'm a, I'm a I'm an okay fan. I'm not huge into what we're talking about, but I've got I you know I've got movies I like and, and what and whatnots. But I don't really like. I don't have that Indiana Jones really that person. Oh, I've got to be the person kind of thing. I Is there a character that stands out for you in any of these epic movies that you would take over any of the other ones? I, I mean, over the films I've watched, I mean, Russell Crowe from Gladiator stands out more because of just his persona in that in that film. You know, when that movie came out, do you remember I had to have my hair cut? Absolutely, the, the you had cut. the you had the Caesar cut. I had the Caesar cut. I totally cut. forgot about that. I had the Caesar cut for three. You years. did, but you, you did. also wore neck chokers too. So. Hey, and well, the uh, yeah. he had to, what he had you call them the uh, the golf hats? Yeah, so my hair oh. could stick up. There was some goth chick he wanted yeah, to go out with. And there was was there not a chick? <laughs> <laughs> I was turned down a lot. <laughs> How do I change my look now? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pick Robin Hood only because dig it. I, I think uh, with this character, you know, you have a thief 
Or you know you had uh, you had a privileged, rich kid spoiled, go away to war, mature a lot, and survive the war, and come back and want to do good. Yeah. Uh, not only that, he comes back and he is like the greatest archer. He is that character is really why I got into archery. Oh, cool. uh, I love and speaking the bow and, arrow. and speaking of the archery end of Robin Hood, you should see the behind the scenes of his of that man's training Which, to take on the new one, the, the new, new one. one. Yeah, you should well, watch you know, the behind it's, it's the a scenes. Different, it's a it's a um, it's a different style. It's like an Asian or a Persian style. Uh, no idea what it is because there was a, there was a whole uh, documentary about the style because yeah. it's the fastest bow. It's, yes, like he literally has six bows. It's, and he's just pop 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 pop. If I can remember, I, I saved the documentary. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's a it's a Persian style, yeah. and it was made for assassins. Yeah, and it was made for quick kills because they had to, you know, when they jump, they it, it would they would literally send three guys, three Persians into a castle with twelve arrows, and they would take out a whole line. Yeah, and then they would shoot a fire arrow into the sky, and the army was ready, and the, that castle would be taken over. It was wow. a certain kind of uh, Persian. Yeah, uh, well, that that I, I didn't know any of that, but the the trainer just drop knowledge. No, drop a knowledge, but the trainer. <laughs> there's a there's a video of the trainer. And the the new guy that's yeah. running the film that's doing the Robin Hood yeah. film, and it is incredible to see how quick he learned it too. He that's is hard. ridiculous. Yeah. It's, he's already like there. If you watch some of the stuff, he's already mastered the things you see in the film. Yeah. So if he jumped like and did some weird sideways and landed a yeah. shot, he really did that. Not well, a stunt double. Well, he's he's really good at action films because he did all his own stunts in the Kingsman. Yes. Uh like he had to train a lot for that. And but I like how diverse that actor is. Yes, very because diverse. Because he's played he was in um that Tom Hardy movie where he plays twin brothers. Uh, legend. Yeah. Uh, he played, he just played. He's going to play Elton John. Yeah, he's going to play Elton John. Nice. He just played a gay lover in that Legend movie. He didn't have any kind of action in that movie, and he was really good. So he's a very diverse well, He's also, actor. he's a singer. He, he sings too. So he's. Oh, really? Yes, he's got pipes. Well, he's, he actually is doing the singing in yeah. Rocket Man. Like they yeah. they didn't dub over like you know Bohemian Rhapsody is all well, dubbed. Well, funny story. Since we're just talking about him though, but you do remember the the cartoon that I mean the animated movie that came out called Sing, right? Yes. yes. He's the gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's well, his I remember, voice. I remember because I heard that song. I'm still standing. Yeah. Uh, that because that's an Elton John song. It right? is. I bet it you is. that's how he got the movie. I'd be like, dude, you rock. Will you do this rock yeah. band movie? So that's that's him. So he's got pipes, so he can sing. Yeah. Do you think there needs to be a main character to make an epic film good, or do you think it matters as long as the story? I think good? no matter what, the story has to be good. But I do think there needs to be at least one central focus yeah. um, to carry the story. Yeah, and uh, it needs to be a centrist. But within the arc, you can have many complex. If you you know characters if you want to but there at least needs to be one central focus to carry you yeah. through the whole thing i think if you don't have an amazing storyline then you need a yes. lead character yeah. to carry the movie need one. well that's but the only are... thing you got left though that's all you got left if you don't have a good but i but i mean I, there the story's got to be good if you're going to make my my list of movies i'm gonna go back and watch and buy the story's got to be good and there has to be at least one character i can buy into and relate to i don't know 
man, because I think there's pretty simplistic movies that have good characters. Let me, because let me tell you, give me I'm, an example. Hobbit. It's almost exactly like Lord of the Rings, only you have every individual Hobbit that makes it hilarious. You have like okay, so in Hobbit, the first Hobbit, when all the um, dwarves meet at Bilbo Baggins' house, mm-hmm. and when the first two that got there meet each other, they just headbutt each other and laugh. Like that's hilarious. And then they're all destroying his house, eating their food. And then they're all if you they, if you watch, they they go to each dwarf, and you see how <laughs> different each character and hilarious they but, are. So you're saying that was just a movie full of great characters, and the story sucked? No, no, I'm saying the storyline wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost like watching Lord of the Rings again, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter because I have and I love the Hobbit series over Lord of the Rings. If mm-hmm. I had to pick one over the other, I love the Hobbit series because I love uh, Martin Freeman as Bilbo Baggins, and I loved all the dwarves. Uh, yeah. I, the The biggest one was my favorite. I can't. I don't know all their names. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and pretend like I know all their names. <laughs> That's just funny when you say Martin Freeman. I think I feel like think you said Morgan Freeman. No, Morgan. Yeah, no. I'm Bilbo. I have Baggins. to correct myself every time I do that because they have the same last yeah. name. Uh, but I'm, I'm saying Freeman. that. It didn't have an overly complicated storyline. You knew what they were doing the entire time. They just wanted to take over the castle. That's all. Now it's how we get there. It's just like Lord of the Rings. He had to get. He had to destroy the ring. It's how we're going to get there and the struggles. You know, there's going to be struggles because nothing goes easy in J.R. Tolkien. Movie. <laughs> no one no. told me about a dragon. Uh, but then you have, <laughs> then you have movies that like Patriot. Mm-hmm. I if. If Mel Gibson wasn't in there, I don't know if this movie could have, you know, gone anywhere because really? it it didn't have overly it didn't have to me it didn't have the greatest storyline, but I was in it because of Mel Gibson's passion wow. and how big of a BA he was. Like when he was trying to stay away the whole from story, being who the whole he was, story, the whole story was um, these were not soldiers. These were av- farmers and land. You know, pe- average people. Yeah, that were coming together to fight for their country and their freedom, and to eradicate the tyranny of the English rule. And I mean, that was a huge story and but, a huge part part of our history. Yeah, but to me, they didn't make that a big deal. They didn't make America a big deal. They didn't make any of it a big deal. They they gave you one reason in that movie was the cause, the cause, and it was that was the only reason Heath Ledger's character went in was the cause. What's the cause, Heath Ledger? What's what's going on? We know the British are coming. We know America. We have the people who are trying to create the Americas or the American government or whatever. But they only concentrated on how cool Mel Gibson was, and he was cool. Like you gave him a tom and and I, I don't know, man. I, I I thought the story was fantastic. But myself. they only concentrated on him. Like at the very the, like. The first third of the movie was how he didn't want to go to war because he didn't want to become the guy he was that he is in war. So, and then as he's fighting that and his sons hate him for it, one of his sons dies and then he joins the war. So he tries to do it in a leadership way, but before he got in there, he turned into the guy he hated because they just shot his son. He ran into a burning house grabbed all his coolry 
I don't have another <laughs> word cool. of the day. He Coolery. grabbed like six Coolery. guns and he had straps all over them. And, you know, they're all one shot guns <laughs> because it's this is the Revolutionary tracks. War. He had like six guns on him. I like that. Grabbed three muskets, handed to his six year old boys. And we're like, sorry, guys, y'all are going. If you die, you die. One died already. And then he had his tomahawk, his gun, and he had his boys up top. But, <laughs> but then it was him taking out 12 guys. But it was the atrocities <laughs> of the English that w- that were going on. That them killing his son being part of those atrocities that were a part of this overlining story. But they only focused on his atrocities. Well, I mean, number one, he was the character focus for the whole movie. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, I'm, That's why I pointed that movie out, was it didn't really concentrate right. on anything else but that character. I'm passionately defending this because this is one of my biographical films <laughs> that I like because it is... I like Because Patriot, the, movie, the movie is based on historical figures. But it didn't concentrate on an important one. Like, his character was not a real figure in if it was i would like to know but it wasn't um it was based on uh they were based on the um uh the the um the american patriots swamp fox uh francis Marin, um and daniel morgan elijah clark thomas sumpner and andrew pickens those were the real men that that the focus group was based on yeah but if you look at his group they didn't really concentrate on anybody else and then eventually they all but three or four die. And nobody I I'm like, oh he yeah, that's right. He was on their their team or whatever. And then like it, it was only atrocities that happened to him. And like even when uh where they burned the church. Mm-hmm. Okay, it happened to his son's wife. His wife died and his whole family. All right. His his son takes off to go kill uh, the guys who did it and well, now he dies and then okay, so, they literally have a three minute scene where Mel Gibson is crying so, with his son in his arms so I mean you can go a couple of different ways when you're telling a story you can tell a story as a whole with a large number of complex characters with a central focus character who is in and out and bobs and weaves through all the storylines or you just have one central focus and is the representative of all the atrocities of the time, which is the way they went with that particular movie. I, well, I mean, I just think that there are parts of that movie they could have concentrated on more. Like they mentioned uh, George Washington. Mm-hmm. I, man, he could have been a key character in that movie. Uh, you know, they mentioned important people, but they never showed the important people because if they showed them, then it would have outshined Mel Gibson's character. The other guy, I can't remember the guy. Who was the Who was the actor that played opposite uh, on the of um, the antagonist? The guy oh, no. that, that was out to I kill him. I love him too. The... He's he's really good. He actually plays in um, the show on Showtime called Outland or Stars called Outlander. If y'all, Jason Isaacs. If y'all have never if okay if y'all have never watched the uh, the Outlander, um, it is really really I saved. It's a really I heard good it was movie. Amazing. There, I'm gonna tell you right now though. There's a scene he's there's a scene he's in that spans over the course of a couple of episodes. That's um, quite brutal. All right, and I dig it. Quite brutal, and him and another man naked. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> um, 
You know, I heard... Uh, I don't know if I'm into that kind of brutal. <laughs> it was... Dude, it caught me off guard. And I mean, the whole... The, the show as a whole is really, really good. Yeah. It's a good... con. It's a, it's a different concept, okay? It becomes an epic show. And uh, it, it's about, you know, the... This, the uh, during the time of the Scottish uh, Revolution, the, the Jacobites. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, it, I mean, it tells a really good Jack story. Bites, new band name, I call it. There you go. I think that actually exists. Damn. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm 100% sure, but I think it is. But anyway, there's the way that this story gets told, there's a different way. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's a different way that this mm-hmm. every this whole thing winds out and being told. Anyway, back to what we're doing. I heard that Outlaw King is one of the most brutal uh epic movies that Netflix has ever created. Netflix is really up in their game right now because of what Disney's doing. I mean, yeah. because they can't do anything to keep the Disney stuff because Disney owns it and they're just going to take and do whatever they want to with it. So Netflix is all the stuff that they can control. Yeah. They're bringing the big guns. You know what's funny is I'm okay all the Disney-owned stuff on Netflix I don't watch anyway. The only thing I did watch... The majority of it that I want to watch, I own it. Yeah, exactly. I own it, so, so I don't, I don't need care Netflix. that it's leaving The Netflix. only thing I have left is Daredevil. I, I When they announced Luke Cage, I was like, okay. When they announced the, Iron Fist, I was like, thank God. And Jessica Jones, I'll be disappointed because I love... If Jessica Jones and Daredevil are the only Marvel things left that I can hold on to that are comic book-wise, but I'm like... If they go, as long as they recreate them over there, Netflix don't need them. No, they like don't. they have uh, all all the original programming they have already. I'm like, y- y'all are good to yeah, me, y'all man. Are y'all are set. You don't Netflix has won the war. I'm sorry, everybody's just trying to chip away at a little bit of piece of that pie. Yeah, but Netflix is they're they're the ones that got 90 percent of it left. I so. honestly think this new Disney thing, the only thing that's going to make it survive is the is, original content that's only available on there. That's well, all the right old Disney that. movies that cost thirty dollars to buy even today. That yeah. too. That too. Like I if they have that. all that, then it's like, oh, thank God, I don't have to go spend thirty. It is literally their Disney movies, even old Disney movies, are still like the most expensive DVDs. And it's like every time I see it, so I'll go buy, I will, I will want to go buy a 4K Aladdin <sighs> yeah. and it'll be like $40 still. I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't care about yeah, that. I mean, you got to hand it to them though, man. They were genius marketers doing that whole vault thing. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I hate it. Yeah, I, I personally yeah. hate what they did, but they drove up all the pricing on all their stuff. Yeah. And it was genius on their part. Because you didn't know what was going to be a collectible. Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. Uh, what are what are three... Let, let's do this one. What are three elements that you need to make a perfect epic Musical film? score, special effects, and also the acting. Interesting. I don't... That's, I, that's good. I don't have any of that. Yeah, that's really good fun. character background and development establishing clear good versus evil storylines. Also possibly in, including a twist here and there. Large panoramic scenes that give you insight to the scale of the story. Detailed action when things come to their turning point in the movie with lots of mini stories told within the larger scheme. Man, mine are very simplistic. Why don't you go ahead and tell them? Mine, I just need a standout character. Yes. That displays, but he has to display virtue of like virtue and heroism. Mm-hmm. There has to be a struggle through their adventure. And fight scenes... That either show how awesome the character is or how smart they are. Okay. 
That's all I need that, in an epic yeah, film. That's, that's all about all there is in an epic film. <laughs> that's all I need. No, I yeah. mean there are some very like you know like like yes. if you watch what they, you know like if, I I do think music makes it. Yeah. Like especially a John Williams man. John Williams has made oh, movies so with his. He can, music, but, but he see, can make movies. They just discussed blockbusters, and we're probably in the B rated in your DVD bin for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, like like uh, like Braveheart. Yeah, it was. I mean, like it wasn't the true story of William Wallace, but they no. made him. Mm-hmm. They made him the true focus. Yeah. They had. They gave him virtue. Oh, like, uh, like when you look on the other side and sh- see how movies show, like, f- like fake is like me good with words. <laughs> I'm, I'm, English me, escapes English, me. Great. This one with English good I am. <laughs> uh, when you look at Greatest Showman, yes. and it shows like true false of a character. Like, like that is like, because P.T. Barnum is really a horrible person and they really showed like well, how false something can be in a movie like because like he is like the happiest. I'm gonna help everybody. Even though they had they yeah. had a little bit of a con. He was a little bit of a con man. They made him, but he was like a good person helping these. Yeah, people. they 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 twisted that doll a lot. Yeah, and made him like shine as a person. And they were like, I'm doing these tiny little horrible things, but I'm really a good guy. I'm really a good guy. But <laughs> in real life, he was an absolutely horrible person. <laughs> Is there a story or book that hasn't been made that you want to see made into an epic film? Man, if you guys have never read the book, and you guys know I'm a huge John Grisham fan. Yeah. I love him. He's one of my favorite authors. The Testament. If you've mm. never read that book. I haven't read it. I would. It, so John Grisham is the king of the legal thriller. Yeah. Okay? And everything he writes, pretty much, 99% of it is all legal thrillers. And this is a legal thriller. However, it is an epic story from beginning to end and it is it's got it's full there's one focused character that goes pretty much almost through the whole thing um and but there's so many other different complex characters that are in it for a short time yeah. and even with the within the short time they're in the story you buy into those characters. And I mean, within this mini story, within this huge story, yeah. and you get emotionally involved. And it's a, it is such a roller coaster story. It would yeah. make mm-hmm. a box office epic. I'd be down with that. I want more C.S. Lewis movies. C.S. Uh, like Chronicles Narnia, of Narnia. Oh, Narnia. Yeah. Chronicles of Narnia. We passed the Chronicles. I like his books. Is there. I, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. Chronicles of Narnia is my extent of knowledge of C.S. Lewis. Is there other stuff out there? Yeah, I did hear yeah. there was a Narnia show coming on. Yeah, I think it's coming on Netflix, yeah. actually. Yeah, there's a Narnia show hitting Netflix. Uh, I can't See, where. right there. Netflix. Boom. Got Narnia. What but up, I mean, Disney? What's going like on? He's got the movie The we Great Divorce coming out, and I want to see that. I had to read that what for school, that? actually. It's, I mean, it's... It's a Christian base, Yeah, it, it is. Lewis. But C.S. Lewis with Narnia and everything, I thought that was really cool. So I'd like to see more of his books. So The Great Divorce, is it's not a fantasy... Right. Well, it is a fantasy. He's a, an executive, and he realizes the city that he's been living in is actually hell. Oh! 
So what I mean, up? yeah. So if you haven't read that book, it's I really haven't. Good. I'll loan it to you. Yeah, what book is it? Me, what the Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis? Oh, I'll check it out. Yeah, I see I'll, now. Yeah, that I, I like that because when I hear Great Divorce, I'm thinking there's a divorce that was good and it was something. Oh, we had a good run didn't we okay <laughs> we you run. go this way i go that way all right we had a good time so in the movie like he finds out it's actually hell and he boards a bus to try to get out of hell and it takes him to an even worser place than hell um you gotta love it's, me this it's yeah you gotta i will me i'll bring book. it to you so it's almost he like he also did the screw tape letters which yeah, is that's a broadway a, yeah. play for a long time and that is very interesting. Yeah. It's a very I've got interesting I've just read. about a whole collection. I'll let you borrow it. So, Great Divorce is like a Christian look at the yes. the, uh, the levels of hell. What is that yeah, called? Uh, uh, Dante's, Dante's, Inferno. Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno. There you go. Yeah. And hey, they should that should be a movie. Yeah, I'm it should. You. There's a video game called Dante's Inferno. Didn't they make a movie called Dante's Inferno? I haven't seen. One. I thought they would. I thought uh, they did. There's a video game though called Dante's Inferno, and it's about a knight whose wife was killed uh when they prom- when there was a he was promised that she wouldn't be and she was taken to hell and he has to go through all the levels of hell to find her wow Ooh. and it is awesome i love it i think they could have made a movie out of that and then I- i'm I'll i'm going to leave it at okay. that in case they do make a movie yeah but it's awesome i want to i'm going I'm to throw in some honorable mentions here about epic movies um the uh that I really liked, but they were kind of teeny bopper ish, and that mm-hmm. was the Percy Jackson movies. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I really like, dug I liked them. them. I, I really like dug them. them. I mean, but you see what I mean? By yeah. Oh yeah. They were yeah, kind of totally teenager yeah. focused type things, but, but you got your your Greek mythology feel out of it. You, yeah. When they mentioned like a certain character, you're like, oh yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Percy Jackson and the was it the Lightning Thief? Lightning Thief was the first one. Was actually shot here in Nashville. A part of it was yes, it was shot at the. Um, I was Parthenon. down there the day they were shooting. Oh yeah, it were was shot at the it? Parthenon. No, but I was no? down there at the Parthenon while they were shooting. Oh man, because they were that were there that day shooting the scene of the kids walking up to Athena. Oh man, that's cool. Uh, I would say one book I want to see made into a film only so I can understand it yeah. is The Similarian, which is the prequel, prequel. to The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's kind of like The oh, Lord of the Rings okay. Bible. Yes. Uh, and it ex- from what I hear, I've never read it because it's 12,000 so pages long. So The Hobbit was not a prequel to The Lord of the Rings? Hobbit was, yes. but Similarian takes place thousands of years before Lord of the Rings and all that even existed. Okay. This is like the the creation or the how elves came to Middle-earth because you know they're not of Middle-earth mm-hmm. and like the creation of the magic and everything mm-hmm. that's held yeah, yeah, yeah. that evil and all that uh i never read the book so i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like i know i had a gist of it from my friend shannon and i would like to see this could be another six-part movie from what i hear oh wow because it Lord. takes place it's just like a, a J.R. tolkien bible because it gives you like their gods their creators their how this came to be uh, all those castles that you see in Hobbit and Lord of the Rings that were destroyed, yeah, you know they could show them in these storylines and see how they were before they were destroyed right. and everything. I would like to see that being That'd made be into a movie. That'd be pretty interesting. That'd be cool. I just don't. I don't really have that. 
<laughs> you don't have like, yeah. a movie that a, like a film a or show, a book a story you see y'all are like an epic film to be remade but y'all seem to have books not remade but made that hasn't made been that made that hasn't been made and I don't read. <laughs> I just I don't, don't read the letters. You read a book pages. over here. You showed me a book. That's not an epic. That's just a book about someone's life. <laughs> Biographical. Biographical. <laughs> Boom. Uh, uh, what are some of your top biographical films? Yeah, I'm gonna. Okay. You want? Are we gonna do the same? Or do you just name me? Name. Just them? go. Goodfellas, Malcolm X, JFK, Casino, Donnie Brasco. Wow. Okay. Holy underwear. You're going to have to say that one more time. <laughs> all right. Like, because I love JFK. Yeah, so Goodfellas, we all know that I love uh, the yeah. mobster movies. Uh, Malcolm X, I love the Denzel Washington. I, I love That's that one movie. of my honorable mentions. That's such, That's a, such a great, great movie. movie. Great movie. Um, JFK. Yeah, I love JFK. Uh, JFK. Casino, because it's based on uh, Nicholas... Pigalali's book. I know I butchered his last name. Yeah, week. he did. I and don't then, even know. It. And then uh, <laughs> Donnie right. Brasco. I love that story of an FBI agent, true story, going into the mob. Yeah. And then the mob did not know that he was a cop. I still I, I haven't seen that, that oh movie. My God, my, watch my favorite biographical film, and I it's going to be hard to knock this off. This might steal a little thunder from Matt, but um, Glory. I love. Glory. I do love that. It's movie. the story of the 54th Massachusetts. You ready for this, Civil dude? War. That didn't make my top five. Really? I. I you know how I'm surprised about that. Glory. I that five. forever will make that will. I mean, it's going to be hard for me to knock off knock that off on the top of my list because I love that movie. Yeah, it's so good. Let me tell you, when I first saw that movie, it hit me like a bag of bricks because it showed a lot of stuff mm-hmm. I shouldn't have seen at that age, probably. Yeah. But uh, I also have. Um, JFK. Um, I also have the right stuff. Oh yeah, man! I about love the, the right about stuff. the original um, astronauts that were uh, yeah. Air Force pilots that started the that started the yeah. space program. Um, and also, you know, Chuck Yeager, who broke the sound first man to yeah. break the sound barrier, and so many, and so was many, never allowed to go into the space program. That's correct. That's correct. It's he so was crazy. refused. He was refused yeah. to go into the space program. Um, and it was, it was a political thing uh, with Chuck because he didn't he was not a he didn't want to play the political games that everybody else everybody else was like I'm gonna go along to get along didn't they didn't they say somewhere in there they didn't want him in front of the mic because he didn't go to college or something like he was just a military pilot or something That's, like that yeah something like something to that effect he was they they called they referred to him as uneducated yeah. frequently uh, about that but um, I also had uh, in in this. Uh, I put the 300 in this list because it's it's actually bait. Even though they it was fictional the way they went with it, but it's based it's on, based on it's, the it's based on the, the battle of yes. Thermopylae holding off the 100 yeah. 150,000 Persians. So yeah. I put 300 if, in my biographical. If you combine 300 and the other one, yeah. it's the full it's the full story. The full story because you had the captain that pretty yeah. much paved the way for Leonidas. <laughs> but uh I'll you know and I put the Patriot in here because of it's based on the the characters from uh, the original characters from that time span too. So I I I put the I put I classified the Patriot as being a biographical film. Yeah. Now here's where I don't know what's going to happen after I say this mm-hmm. one. So well, I said Star Wars, and I got hung. <laughs> yeah, you're, you you still are condemned for that, yeah. by the way. Forrest Gump. 
Elvis Presley, Ku Klux Klan, the Black Panther Party, the hippie movement, John Lennon, the Vietnam War, Watergate, the smiley face, and ping pong diplomacy. All real <laughs> events yeah, through American history. Sorry to break up your old black. And that side. is where I figured I'd get some flack back. Well, after I'm, I was thinking I'm about here, this today. I'm sitting here thinking like, I, I agree, but I'm like, you know, it's not a... I'm not going to give you a clean pass on that. <laughs> it's, it's no not, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that that was just wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate all you that. had no leg to stand on with that one. Yeah, I can, I can get on board with that. But, but you know, like... The, my one problem would be was, it's not the focus it's what he went through you know during it because it had you know during the Vietnam it's War it's not his character it's just what he faced it's and, it, all, it, and everything he faced was a, real. was a real event and that's yes. why I kinda and I understand there's gray here and I understand if the if if the Hollywood does not want to classify it as a biographical film that's fine but I, in my opinion in my brain that's slightly damaged. I will. I I'm, I'm on the teeter totter with it. I can roll with it. <laughs> I can roll with it. Well, here I'll help you. Um, let if me you name say all Star mine. Wars. I'm gonna punch you, <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember the true story of Darth Vader? Hey, I mean, it happened in a galaxy far, far, far away. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, I have. First Man, Lincoln, Hidden Figures, Capote, and American Sniper. I loved Hidden Figures. Hidden awesome. Figures was really good. Hidden Figures was... You're going to have to say that again, though. Slower. <laughs> Your list. First Man. First Man. That was amazing. That was Link, a good movie. Good Lincoln. Movie. Lincoln. Lincoln. Man, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Awesome. That. Yeah, he did. So he, he did so I personally well. think that's well, the movie he yes. should have retired on. He should have. There was a movie he Peace, was, I'm uh, out. See ya. I All hate right. that he retired after that. the dress yeah. movie. So. Then Hidden Figures. I like that. Capote yeah. with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I never saw that. It's I mean, good. I know. He is good. Man. Uh, well, there was two of them. Yes. Though, right? Which yes. one are you talking the about? The first one. But... I don't know which one was first. I know that weird little dude from Marvel played Capote in one. I'm talking I about hate that no. One. I'm talking. I'm just talking the the one with Philip Seymour, Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. that's what I said. Philip, Philip Seymour Philip Hoffman. Seymour. All right. That is and a then, that is a talent we lost. Man, way oh too God. Me. He, if you think about it, he was at late '90s, early 2000s, was one of the most underrated yes. actors. Um, he got most some of the crappiest parts. But man, he could rock them all. all he could take them. some of the weirdest yeah. bit parts. And rock them. That we we quote him from Along Came Polly all the time. <laughs> I I told I'm in hail inventor of the shark. <laughs> yes, I I always say rain dance, rain dance. <laughs> yes, bring on the rain. Uh, and the last one is American Sniper. That that one's Man. good. That was it's good. But yeah, it's gosh. you know I, like I, I was talking to him the other day. It's mm-hmm. hard for me. I love going to see military films once. Yeah. Yes. Like, because I can't the really. No, I agree. They're yeah. not usually those type of movies I can go and be like, oh, I got to watch it over and over again. Yeah. Like, they're always. Oh, good. dude. It, I'm 13 still, Soldiers was a one watch for me. It, uh, like, 13 hours. Or 13 hours. Yes, no, that's I'm me, 13 still, hours. That was a one watch for me. I'm still, I'm still trying to push play on it. Like it's I good, but yeah, like you it said, it's a one yeah. watch, dude. Yeah. It's a but one they watch. They usually all are to me, like, and they're always really good. Like, what was the uh, one about killing Osama bin Laden? Oh, Zero, oh, Dark, Zero, Zero, Dark, Zero Dark Thirty. 30. That really is movie. a really good movie. But I was like, I saw it once. 
I'm good. Yeah. I just can't watch those more than once. But American Sniper is very that. good. Yeah, I get that. Uh, mine, uh, you know, Glory was one of my honorable mentions because it that movie sprung my love for Civil War. Mm-hmm. But mine, I can't, I'm not going to say they're in any kind of order, but Gangs of New York mm-hmm. was one because of the true story of the five points. Yep. Now they kind of embellished a little of, you know, stuff that went down mm. with the gangs, but I loved the beginning scene when Daniel Day Lewis came out. I and you know Daniel Day Lewis is one of the most hateful evil people mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. but to me he made it. Wow. If it wasn't for Daniel Day Lewis, this movie would have been crap, but I love that movie because of Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, second is Amadeus. Yep. And I'm saying these because these are movies that I can go back and I can watch at any point and enjoy the entire movie. And they're all four hours and I can still watch them all all the way through. And I love Amadeus. I can't remember the guy who played Amadeus, but his laugh alone makes a lot of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alexander with Colin Farrell. That was fantastic. And you know what, man? We know a lot of people that hate the movie. I know, yeah. It's because of I'm how a, detailed it is. And well, I'm a huge Oliver it. Stone mark, yes. dude. I love Oliver Stone movies. I, love I loved that movie. I think me, uh, uh, you know, in our little group, me and my friend Josh were the only ones that <laughs> like walked out of that movie loving it. And everybody was like, this is crap. This yeah, sucked. I know? thought it was fantastic. Um, We Were Soldiers. That's a good one. Because that was a one watch for me, dude. Um, that is like it was one military it was movie. I super, go back. super intense, man. And that when they finally got to the helicopter, like the actual war scenes towards the end with the in and out and the helicopter and everything, man. It was like it was just like training, training, training. We're getting to this point, and then all of a sudden, go, and it was just like nonstop. And watching. Man, those were some intense battle scenes, dude. Like those close quarter. Yeah. I mean, coming out of everything, yeah. boom, boom, and she's shooting everywhere, and yeah. how close they were, and how like pinned down yeah. they were, and oh my god, it was so intense. That's one that I just don't think I can go back and watch again. I love it because it showed a detailed look at your first guerrilla warfare mm-hmm. in history. I love it for that I love it for that reason but I mean and I'm it's a fantastic movie I will rave about it but it's not one I can go back and watch I mean I could I only if not only because this is one of my favorite Mel Gibson movies but it was real man like oh dude had, and they brought super real and they brought big names in to die early yeah, they you did. don't get that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. No, you and don't. then you have uh, like it showed you like early post traumatic stress while they're still in. Yes, like uh, the guy, the guy who was flying them in and out, the guy yeah, who yeah, did yeah, nothing yeah. but the helicopter. Yeah. and then when he landed the helicopter and the guy was angry, he pulled his gun out and he was like, "If you come at me again, I'm gonna shoot you in the head." Yeah, and I'm like, that that is your first post traumatic stress mm-hmm. from this, you know, Vietnam War. Uh, you know, and I'm not discounting other wars, but I'm saying in this movie, you got a good look at what post-traumatic stress was. Or where it came from. And where, where it, it oriented from. from. Uh, my last one is Dragon Bruce Lee's story. There it is. With Jason Lee. Love that movie. Uh, I, I mean, there was, a, there was a lot of embellished parts in this movie, I know, but it was just, to me, 
Like it, you know, I was already a fan of Bruce Lee, but you know, it, it took like the highlights and and you know, brighten them up. And you know, I love that movie for it. Uh, do you like it when a, a film sticks to the truth for the film, or do you like it when they change parts of history to so, make the film more interesting? I think I think fiction is usually more entertaining. Um, I like it when there are elements of reality that are a part of it and everything. But if I want to learn, mm-hmm. I go to a documentary. Uh, and I think that's why we have the documentary genre. Yeah. Um, if you just want a, a, a show of facts or a yeah. movie of facts, go get you a documentary. If you want it to be entertaining, I don't think you can make it completely true from beginning to yeah, end. Yeah, I like... You've got you to embellish a little bit here and there to make it... Because sometimes reality... <laughs> It may be interesting, but maybe not all that fantastic. I think it's good to stick to the true story, but I really don't think you really can these days. Like, you know, I think you have to add stuff. Like I mean, you're saying, you know, yeah. and when I'm going to watch a movie, it's a movie. Yeah. It's, it's to mean, I mean, there's going to be, I mean, there's a mist. I like the mystique <laughs> of how much is based on, I mean, how much yeah. of this is true and how much is not. And that creates this podcast yeah. because we all do our own research you know what I love and fig- about try it, yeah. to figure out what's real, what's not. And When I saw Bohemian Rhapsody last night, I'm sure you did the same thing, but I like leaving a movie, a bio, and Googling, seeing what yep. all is fact and mm-hmm. what is not. Yeah, I don't expect them to come in and just say, oh, this is like the true, true story. You're going to have... It's always based yeah, on the true story, exactly. based on a true character, exactly. ba- based on, but it's, you know, loosely. And that word loosely is... Yeah. It has variable... There was an interesting thing about that Bohem, the Bohemian Rhapsody. I, the guy who plays him, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I, I watched an interview, and they said there was the original storyline apparently had a lot of issues because the band wanted what kept fighting it because the band obviously this is weird. This just kind of made it seem chauvinistic a little bit. They the band wanted the storyline to depict more about them. And less about him, and focus on all of their accomplishments, and not his. See, I'm sorry, I, Freddie Mercury is queen. I'm like, uh, like but yeah. I think that's why he because is. literally ninety yeah. percent of the people in the world were like, "No, sir." Yeah, yeah. Freddie Mercury made you. Yeah. If that voice wasn't in front of that band, that band wouldn't be. They might be okay. So I think they. I think they. Those still are have, my words. I don't care what they say. I think they would have had success. I do not think they would have had success on the Queen level with no. Freddie Mercury in front of them. Well, Brian May. Brian May. Brian May had a. He had that Vox amp. He made Vox amps really popular. He had yeah. that distinct sound to his guitar. Um, so I believe that they could have broken through with the right vocalist. But I'm sorry, man. Freddie Mercury defined. Front man. I yes. mean, yes. he really that did. I, that yes. I agree with. Yeah. I mean, that, mm-hmm. but I think, I don't want to, I'm not going to ruin the movie. I'm not going to, I'm just going to say, yeah, I please think don't. They, I have not seen yeah, it. I, I, I'm going to say that they did, I would, if I was the band, I think they did a good job, you know, making the band proud. I'll, I'll okay. say that. Um, I don't think the movie probably made them proud considering what they wanted. <laughs> I, man, if, you gotta, you got for that man. You you gotta, you gotta get to a point to where you gotta just admit that if it wasn't for your front man that made you, yeah, the show. No, I'm there. I know, understand, understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. He is what puts you on the map. He is what puts you on the map. You know, but a they lot just of had people a hard time understanding that. 
And you know, Freddie Mercury needed the band. Yes. They don't why don't they say that? Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for Freddie Mercury needing that band to be who he is, then mm-hmm. you know, and he has said that in interviews. I've looked up and he's like like this this band has saved my life on more than one occasion. They can't appreciate that. Yeah. They gotta they gotta understand that, you know, this is Hollywood. Yeah. And Freddie Mercury is gone. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. You're still alive. You're not going to be the focus. You're not no. interesting. I no. I hate to say it that way, yeah. but it's true. It's more interesting. Like I want to see a Janis Joplin movie. Where is that? Yeah. Where I I still haven't you know watched what? that. That's Jimmy. true. I didn't think about that. Where is the Janis Where Joplin is, movie? I want to see that Jimi Hendrix movie that Andre Three Thousand did. Yeah. Uh, I heard it's really good, Ooh. and it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they're gone. And it's like they're not around to talk about themselves. It's like more interesting because it's like I'm getting I get I'm getting yeah. a person's view of their research, their story, and I'm getting a better. It's just more interesting to yeah. me. I mean, I know other people want more truth, and maybe they want to know more about the band Queen. I don't. No, because to no me, Freddie Mercury. If you put Freddie Mercury with the band, yeah. now if they made the movie without the band, I would be against that. Because one had to have the other, but I'm sorry, the Queen band yeah. is one. Freddie Mercury is one mushed yeah. together. It's not each individual. Well, person. you early, you pretty much just summed it up earlier. The man is gone, and yet a movie is being made. Uh, made about who? Yeah, yeah. Let's get that that movie made years after he passed away. Yeah, and it's him. Yeah, not the band. If it was about the band, who's still alive? Why wasn't that made years ago? Yeah. Exactly. So that should paint a broad picture for you. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, is there a biographical film that made a mockery <laughs> of this historical figure? Uh, I'm going to go last because I'm very sensitive about mine. <laughs> so y'all go first. Well, He's sipping his pumpkin Or unless right we here. all agree on the same movie and we can no. all... Start a revolution to get I think this mine, one erased I might, out of I might history. agree with you, but um, you're probably going to smack me down for mine. But I love this movie, and I can go back and watch it, and I love it. But I, I think there, I think it did kind of make a mockery of the actual main character, and it was Amadeus. Really? Because there were it was there's tons of historical inaccuracies in the movie. Um, the way that they played music was you know, that they portrayed playing music in the movie is historically inaccurate. I mean, like severely historically inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and his so what made that so that whole feud that they have going on uh, was overly embellished and was actually not that bad uh, in real life. That, I mean, but yeah, but that was the Hollywood part of it. Um, you I mean, had to have the narrator. Yeah, but also, too, that him himself, Mozart, the way they portrayed Mozart himself, I think they... And again, again, I love the movie, but the way they portrayed him with that laugh and everything, I thought that was a bit over the top, and I think that was... I, I, I way over embellished. I think that was a little too Hollywood on it. That I mean, that was Hollywood. But I mean, look at the time period it came out in, and they had to have your Hollywood parts. Mm-hmm. Like it came out in eighty eight or eighty nine, something like that. I don't yeah, know. and I just remember mom and dad wearing it out when it came out. Yeah, when we got it, oh, Sweet when, Jesus. It, when we finally got a hold of it on Betamax. <laughs> on beta. 
I'm, I, I loved it. I, I do think. I still go back and watch it. I, I do it. think it was. I, I wouldn't say. I personally wouldn't say it, it made a mockery of Amadeus, but right. I would say it was over Hollywood id. Over Hollywood did. Is that the right word? <laughs> it, I think it was. There was parts that were overdone. Like you had to have the narrator. Yes, we know that he did not have an interview with someone to talk about how much he hated Amadeus. Calm, you're. <laughs> you know, you didn't. It wasn't that bad. Uh, you know, there was parts of his life. I don't know if his father really just died of choking just like that. Yeah. I mean, that was. Like, how would you know that? You know, like, it was at that time. Did they keep record of that? You know? Uh, did you have one? Great Balls of Fire, the Jerry Lee Lewis movie. I, you know, but the I thing don't is, remember though, man, anything about it. I do is, remember watching The thing it. is, though, man, he kind of was a No, I agree with some person. of the stuff, like, in that. He kind of was a bad person. Was there parts that you could think of? I, I... I know I remember. I know I've seen like it. the I Sun Records deal, that. like him getting a record deal, like that. Like that was not. Yeah, he even was... confirmed like that. Um, the whole. Okay, yeah, we all know he married his cousin. Yeah, like, that, that's and, definite. And she was, and she was in really right. young. Yeah, but <laughs> well, the, was she a first cousin or a second cousin? Yeah, or was very, she close, very close. Very close. Yeah, yeah, like, first it, or first or second. But see, it was the close. London part where they went to London, <laughs> and that's where it got exposed. It actually got exposed over here. Mm-hmm. But see, he, he, Jerry Lee Lewis said that that movie was not accurate on some things because it was wrote, the book was wrote by his ex-wife. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> that makes sense. Now, the thing is, like I said, I'm not debating, like, he was a drunk, he wasn't, yeah. he was a jerk, but he was. But on her perspective, it right. could have been overdone. Right. Like, way over. Yeah, like, I, I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, and plus, Dennis Quaid, I think, was a little older to play Jerry Lee Lewis. No, I think he did a pretty you good job. You think he did pretty good? I think he did a pretty good Do job. Do you think Jerry Lee Lewis's uh, the guy who played Jerry Lee Lewis in the Johnny Cash movie. Do you think that was a better portrayal than the one? That guy was played? actually pretty he good. Was good too. Yeah, that guy was actually pretty good. I just would rather see like I'd like to see more of his focus on trying to dethrone Elvis, also because that was a big feud. Yeah, in the movie. they kind of downplayed yeah. that a little bit. Like, I mean, they I get it. They John, wa- the Johnny Cat uh, walk the line. Walk the line. They did it. That yeah. was a good movie. That's man. the th- yeah. That was. See, that's the thing. Like, I'd like to see more of that. Like, I get it. Okay, the scandal was he. Married his cousin. cousin. Like, you cannot ignore that. But give me more of the music aspect of it, <laughs> yeah, of right. his career. I'll take that. I I don't remember a whole lot. I, I Now that you you know you okay. said that, I probably won't go back and watch that one. <laughs> so what is the Torch and Pitchfork movie? Bo- Birth of a Dragon. I knew that was coming. Yep. I, Vince, <laughs> Vince McMahon, I want to find you and beat you with a baseball bat for helping produce this piece of crap. The reason I hate it and I could not sit through the entire movie is they made Bruce Lee to be the biggest jerk when he's training his students. They made him all about winning a fight. He was never about all about winning a fight. There, he's written and read and taught more philosophy than any American yes. kung fu artist that has shared anything with America. Yeah, they didn't. Did they not? Yeah, yeah, they didn't they, share yeah. one philosophy <laughs> of Bruce Lee's. They didn't talk about him creating Jeet Kune Do. Yeah, nothing. There was literally a, a a talk with a white student. Yeah, and he was wondering how that was dumb. Yeah, how he could go through a fight and he was like winning winning is the most important thing i was like bruce lee would never yeah 
ever say anything about that. And then no. they brought in that famous fight. We all that is the true part. There was a closed fight. Yep. Uh, they even portrayed that wrong in Dragon the Bruce Lee story that right, I love. Right. Uh, because this was a closed fight indoors between these two guys. It was an honorable fight. No one knows who won. It actually happened. They never said anything up to their death. Right. Still, no one knows today. They could have been in there playing cards. Like, can you believe these a-holes out here think we're fighting? <laughs> you know, but in this movie, they made the guy from China the philosopher and thinking that Bruce Lee is just a kid who wants <clears throat> to show out. And they, to me, this movie destroyed everything Bruce Lee had worked for yeah. in America. Now, when he came to America, he was born in America, but when he came back to America, he did want the American dream and to be an action star and all that. But as he grew and he had more interviews, he didn't want to seem like the typical action star person. He, If you go back, there are still a lot of interviews, and mm -hmm. he gives a philosophy answer to everything they ask. Right. And then he writes his Jeet Kune Do book, which is half philosophy, half uh, uh, engineering the body mm -hmm. to his fighting style right. and kung fu. Oh my god, none of that was brought up in this movie. They, uh, I, it just, it really. Every time this movie is mentioned, my face gets red. It's a safe <laughs> space, man. <laughs> I need a hug. I need a hug. I need a hug. I need a, a deep sweetie, little squeeze in the cuddle. It, squeeze dude, in the cuddle. I'm not even Bruce Lee, and this movie hurts my feelings. Yeah. Like I, I don't. If anybody out there, if you like this movie. Y'all need to hit me up on Facebook and tell me why. I need to know why. I need to understand why this movie exists. <laughs> if it was just action and nothing yeah. about philosophy, that's one thing. But when you start saying winning is everything, oh my God. Yeah. You show me one video <laughs> Where he or said anything that. that he says anything of the manner, I will yeah. shut up for the rest of my life. I, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Ryan has found the focus, focus. for the rest of his life. to anyone out there. <laughs> oh, man. So, mine, I'm going to say it made a pretty big mockery, but I think that's what actually made the movie. Yeah. Is to go overbearing to really describe how terrible this person was, apparently. Uh, Man on the Moon with Jim oh, Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey? I think he had to. Yeah. He had to go above and beyond because well, if you literally go there's, back. There's going above and beyond, and then there's Jim Carrey. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Before you get to I just want to are, are you saying this? Film made a mockery of Andy that Kaufman. Guy, of Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in a but needed to. <laughs> I got. I think it was one that did that for a purpose. Like we're just pretty much showing how much of a jerk you were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and he was. But he the, was, but, 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 but not to that. Not to a Jim Carrey's level. But I mean, he had his. Moments. No, he he was a jerk to in yes. a lot of things. Oh but, yeah. But um. But you know, you you gotta give him credit for um, some of the genius of what came out of his mm -hmm. you know jerkness, I guess yeah. is what you'd say. But um, I mean, just some of the comedy and some of the writing that mm -hmm. he did that he accomplished. Um, I think they could have concentrated a little bit more on the good stuff that came out yeah. of that and 
kind of downplayed how I mean I mean okay so just like we were talking about with Jerry Lee Lewis you know mm-hmm. um, okay yeah you can throw in the little pits and pieces that everybody talks about marrying your cousin blah blah mm-hmm. blah that's gotta mm-hmm. be in there we all know about it okay but let's bring in more of why we're still talking about you today yeah yeah I tell you why I've kind of agree with Brian is they made the movie to be where you didn't know if Andy Kaufman was really dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. True. You know, like, they made it out to be that even he <laughs> thought death was funny and yeah. Yeah. that you didn't know, like, did he really have cancer? Did he? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know. I don't know a whole lot about and Andy that, Kaufman. That was, well, that's kind of the point with Andy Kaufman because he made a joke about everything. He exactly. Kinda, it, 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 to bring in a wrestling term, he kayfaved yeah, he his entire life. Yeah. yeah. What but, was what was the comedian that he dressed up as? Oh, yeah. He had that alter ego. That yeah. alter ego thing uh, he had going on. Ball ring. Yeah. Ball yeah. Ball yeah. Ball yeah. yeah. I can't remember his name. I mean, but. he kayfaved almost his entire life. You know, that's that, the thing. But they, they in that movie, they over embellished it to the point that, you oh, know, OK, yeah. so when I saw this, I didn't know a whole lot about Andy Kaufman. I'm going to be real with you. Nor did and I. And then I when I watched the movie and it got y'all have seen the movie, yeah, right? Yeah. Absolutely. At the end, when they had the funeral and he filmed his entire eulogy and all that, I'm like, is he really dead? Is yeah. this how it really right. happened? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, if he if he isn't dead then he would be the biggest a-hole i've right. ever heard of that that's actually funny thing about that character when jim carrey was portraying that character he was so method in that moment he caused stress to 90 percent of the staff yeah there's a documentary there was, on yeah. netflix about that and, right and now. he he also that that caused lawsuits mm-hmm. man yeah. yep i i, I need like to they go said he was bad on that set like bad Okay, so is there one? Let's pick one. Mm-hmm. I have a lot, and I'm going to do my best to keep it at one. If we get through it really quick, we can name another. But is there one historical figure oh, yeah. or period you would like to see a movie about? Uh, are y'all are familiar with the Punic Wars, right? You know what the yes, Punic Wars I, were? Yes, I do. Do you? <laughs> you might need to. It, it was wars fought between Rome and Carthage mm. between 264 and 146 BC. Okay. Um, there is a character. There's a guy that w- took that um, was in this war. Hannibal Barca was a yes, uh, uh, Carthaginian yeah. general, yeah. Um, considered one of the greatest military commanders in history. Hannibal King, and I mean, when I say in history, I mean world history. Oh, he's com- oh. he's considered to be one of the greatest military commanders of all time. That's where Hannibal King got his name. From. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, he served during the Second Punic War um, in his eva- during his invasion of Italy. His father uh, served was uh, a leading Carthaginian commander during the First Punic War. Um, this is just one example of s- some history points right now. Th- That's I mean, an important time. That was an important time, and so much happened. And I would love to see them outline some of his military prowess yeah. um, that he brought. I mean, he there he is one of the most studied generals in military history with some of the things. I mean, other than uh, Shun Tzu or whatever, yeah. the art of war, other than him, this guy is one of the most studied uh, generals in And it was still in history. the height of paganism. Yes, yes, you it, know, was. Like, yes it was. Like, you know, Christian, Christ, Christianity. Christianity. Thank you. Uh, I can't speak tonight. 
uh, wasn't introduced at this time. So you still, I would still like to see, and this was past uh, the Roman Greek gods. Yep, so yep. this was like past that. Yep. And paganism was in full fledged, and it's kind of like uh, close to like the Abraham. Like almost, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, they weren't there yet. They were but still they were close to it. They, they were getting close. To, they were closing in on it. And yeah. you don't you don't have a movie like that. It's either the 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 gods mm-hmm. that, you know, anybody. It's like more than yep. one God. But paganism was something completely different than that. And then you yep. have Christianity or yep. not Christianity. But um, what would you call that? I mean, it's like the the one God, the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of what it's called now. I like I hate that. Like I, I have I'm, that. I'm blanking. Yeah, the, 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 one, the one yeah. god. The one god. Uh, Philosophy or thank, thank you. you, thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> I just, I just don't think that there's. I mean, there's not a whole lot about this time period at yeah. all. No, in movies. Nothing. I think that would make a fantastic biographical film. Uh, you could do one about Constantine, which was yeah. around the same yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. too, because uh, he had a big uh, push. From leaving paganism into yeah. Christianity. Christianity, that's right. That's um, right. So, do you have one? I'd like to see a western of Pat Garrett. You got a the guy know. that killed Billy the Kid. Oh, okay. okay. Like, I mean, you see the Jesse James movies and all that. Like, after watching Young Guns, and we we're talking about that, I wouldn't how, mind seeing that. How is it always a sucker behind the curtain that kills the legend? <laughs> It's yeah, like I mean, same with Jesse James. Just some guy. Hey, I'm gonna shoot you in the back. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that, or even a. Um, oh, you're have to come back to me now. Like Pat <laughs> Garrett, uh, another western, or no? I wouldn't mind seeing something of Bram Stoker's life. Oh, yeah. oh that I would wouldn't be mind cool. seeing something yeah. like that. That would um, be really cool. His story is just, you know, of course, we all know the Dracula story, but I wouldn't mind seeing something of his life. Yeah, that You would know, be speaking cool. of, I'm going to throw this in just because I heard this the other night. Did you know Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein in a bet? No, I didn't know it was a bet. There, there were three authors, and this was before Mary Shelley became a major author. Okay. They went to this, like, country house or something, and each one of them, it was a bet, uh, who would write the best story in that weekend or something? I knew she wrote it, but I didn't know it was written on a bet. And it was written in a bet. And I, I caught this on TV the other day because uh, some people visited the house that Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein huh. in. Wow. And I was That's like, cool. wow. Like, just came up with that. So that, that house still exists? Her house? Yeah, it's now... Well, the, not the house her she house. Wrote it, the, the house, house she wrote it in, in still exists. It's now cool. a uh, I would tourist, love to visit that. Uh, be pretty cool. Uh, mine... I would love to see uh, David, King of Israel, or the David and Goliath. That would be fantastic. I, can you imagine what they could do with that? Yeah, I know. You can, and you can take with it either way. You can technology. either take it as the mythology part, yes, or you could do it as the Christian part. I don't know which way would be more popular because you know movies that. Like like Noah, that was a little weird. They did weird that out a they, little bit. They took it, it's almost like they took the they took God out of it. And because have y'all seen this? Yes, we've seen yeah. it. Do you I've remember seen it. the mm-hmm. Rock? 
Yeah. People at the end. Yeah. That threw me through a loop. And that was super weird. In this movie, I was thinking God exists. But then when I saw the rock people, I'm like, whoa, Whoa, wait a minute. What are you doing? Was God even a part of this movie? I'm like, that threw me. I don't know what the rock people thing was all about. Yeah, I didn't know. And they were like very important to their survival. Yeah. Well, either way, I would love to see a David and Goliath movie. But they show both sides and how it got to be and how he became the king of Israel because he was just a simple yeah. musician yeah. and weakling. And like this is like a overcoming adversity story yeah. towards a well-known killer and great like leader of mm-hmm. armies mm-hmm. and boom, you know, it's a great battle. Yes. And you don't necessarily have to just show it as a one-on-one, you can make it like an epic battle, yeah. And then these two meet up on the in battlefield. The, they meet in meet in the battlefield, yeah, yeah. That, that would be, be one that I can get on board with. I don't ever really have a big one like that, though. I'd, I'd just say I'd maybe like to see something about Archimedes, or um, maybe wasn't he the mathematician? Yes, yeah. He's yeah, the yeah, one that yeah. ran around the street naked, selling, yeah. saying Eureka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that'd be kind of funny. That'd, that'd be, be hilarious. Yeah. That would actually be a funny one for Mel Brooks to make. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he could definitely. Yeah, he could definitely do he could that. Definitely take that on. Uh, Archimedes. <laughs> uh, I'm easy white more. Easy Whitus. Is uh, have you seen a Napoleon movie? Not. Really? No. no. And think about it. It would I've be seen reference to the character in things. In many movies I've but seen. But nothing like full on Napoleon yeah, sure. story life. And battle, I think war. the reason is is because of a lot of people have think even as Americans, we see Napoleon as the bad guy. So if America did a movie about Napoleon, it would almost be immortalizing a guy that would have destroyed the future of America if not, if we didn't, you know, do it first. And, you know, like, or uh, England. England was the one that stopped them, and then you had the whole Louisiana Purchase, and then Mm -hmm. we came into the mix, and then all that. But if... I I would like to see an in-depth look, and they can add a little storyline, and they can even make them bad, but I would like to see more about Napoleon. Um, I kind of think they'd throw him in the... I mean, he was a conquer... He was a would be conquering madman in, in some, to some respect and I think they kind of throw him in that Hitler yes. realm where people are just so afraid to do a Hitler movie I mean Hitler is in different stuff but they're very careful in how they portray him yeah. and how much of his story they tell they tell yeah. very little and it, I, don't, I don't understand it I mean it, they just they're so they're trying to be hypersensitive on yeah. some of these things and I'm like Guys, this happened. It's yeah, a part it of happened. our history. It's okay, history. you you can't whitewash it. You can't make it all go away. Mm-hmm. You can't just clean it up and wave magic fairy dust and then it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I think we could all do a better job at being good people these days. But we've come a long way, mm-hmm. and here we are in society the way it is today. We all need to get along. We all need to learn to love one another. I mean, and but um. It doesn't mean we can't go back and learn from our past. Yeah. You don't need to dwell on it, but learn from it. He's in our history books. Yeah. 
So why can't we see a movie about him? Absolutely. You know, I don't agree with one thing Hitler did or the Nazi party, but I, I'm interested in why they did I would the love to learn did. some more of the details behind some of that story, because I don't know everything about that same, story. Same with gangbangers. I know we already we had the mafia episode. I'm just interested in how these human beings got to a point to where they're this way. Yeah. So I'm just curious. It's not like I'm going to watch a Hitler movie and then wear my Doc Martin boots and hi Hitler, you know, do your goose right. step salutes, do my goose step salutes and all that. I don't believe in any of it. I don't think it, but, I don't think of that that way. But I'm the just, thing I'm is, curious. but the thing is, is that the people that um, the atrocities were committed against just would jump up and be like, no, I don't want this because, yeah. because they think it would be like honoring him. Yeah. And so that's the, and that's the problem where we can't yeah. get stuff like it's, that. It's insane. Uh, is there anything you would change today about biographical films? Not really, Not man. Really. Um, yeah, like, I, like we were just talking about, I literally put down, I'd like people to stop and realize that movies are for entertainment and documentaries are for education. Yeah. Um, and yeah. uh, you know, stop being butt hurt about things. Yeah, exactly. Like I have, I I I see movies, and this mm. goes for any movie in existence as a person's view on a story. Mm-hmm. So you could have Lord of the Rings the way it is by Peter Jackson. Yes, but you know, in thirty years, someone could redo it, or this TV show could redo something, and they can have their view. Yeah, absolutely, and their way they want to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting. Yeah, you know, like they're never going to remake Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson made it to where you can't. But I like that view. Like you know, so if you have a biographical film, this is you know they had research teams do it. You're an idiot if you didn't. Mm-hmm. So. But the way they tell the story is how they viewed it or how they want mm-hmm. you to understand what happened. Yep. So, you know, calm yourself down. Not everything's got to be about, you know, about a, a, against a multicultural group or yep. against, a, you know, a diverse group. We are, you know, we live in an America where we're one of the most diverse countries. We are the most diverse country on planet Earth. So can we not act that way and understand where everybody came from or how we got here? Yeah. You know, so I would like to see more movies of these taboo subjects that yes. we ne- that society, you know. I want to know more about Bin Laden. How did he get that way? Why are these extremist Muslims the way they are? Because yeah. we have Muslims in America that don't believe in extremism. But yeah. there is an extremism Muslim community I mean, a lot of that this, still exists, and a lot of this get, is suppressed because um, y'all, we all know that the story behind ISIS, um, yeah, it was created because of uh, American government Ooh. and CIA uh, interference, and you know things that we were doing over there um, helped to create ISIS. Exactly, and America had a hand in that. But you won't, and it's all conspiracy theory until we can get some detail into Correct. how, like, uh, Charlie's War came pretty, pretty close. Yeah. Into did. showing how. Charlie Wilson's War? Yeah, Charlie Wilson's War, thank that you. That was the Afghanistan, that was the Russian invasion mm-hmm. of Afghanistan. Yes, but we supplied them yes. with all they had. Yeah. And then it comes back on us. But we need more of that. I want to understand. Like, I don't have to like it, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with everything Gandhi said. I thought the movie was amazing and I learned a little more and it got me interested more into what Gandhi taught. Yeah. And I went back and I did my own research on Gandhi and I have my own agree agreeance with him and mm-hmm. I have 
my disagreeance yes. with him. Yeah. But spark the interest and help people reach out and learn more. Absolutely. By showing your view and opening a doorway to people wanting to learn more for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. I, I hope people more you know push the boundaries more in biographical films and show more. If they have to sneak it in there with other movies showing different characters, then I, I that's the way the world is. But I would like to see more. You know, I would love to see more biographical films about more these, biographical about films. these taboo subjects. I'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. So, is there any closing thoughts? No, I think we hit it. I think we pretty much touched. Yeah, I think we've got it all. Closing thoughts. Star Wars. Shut your mouth. (laughs) All right. Fans of the show, if you think Star Wars is an epic, hashtag. You need to turn our podcast off. Hashtag. (laughs) I'm with Brian. Or hashtag, you're stupid. (laughs) I'll take it all. I want to see who's with me. I'm with that. Yeah. Reply on our social media. Reply on our social media. If you're with me, ta- hashtag I'm with Brian. Team Brian. If you're not, just take hashtag you're stupid. Team everyone else. <laughs> yeah, team everyone else. Because uh, you're all losers. Out of this whole conversation, who do you think is the greatest epic, epic or biographical actor to date? Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. He's a, he's a character, not an actor. Bless your heart. That's I'm just I'm just doing it to piss you off now. Think, think about it. I think Russell Crowe is. Nope. I think... Look at all the epic films he's done. He's done Robin Hood. He's done Noah. He's Master done Gladiator. He's done Master and Commander. He's done all these epic films, so, and he's made them his own. Yes, you. your point is he's done all these films. Now, Amazing films. To my point, has he so. succeeded in these films? In my opinion, not, not a lot of them. Noah was weird, but it wasn't his fault. He made it good. <laughs> <laughs> I, the director had a hand in that thing. I'm not even, I'm not going to make that his fault. Uh, but kinda, to me, I Russell Crowe. It kind of take a it kind of took a Bruce Almighty turn to it. It just made it funny with those rock people. I I, I agree. I was in it until that part. Until the rock people and then came, I, left. I was there. Did we see that movie together? Mm-hmm. I I remember leaving that movie like I can't. It was almost a cabin fever moment. <laughs> like you have I've me. never I still never watched that movie. Don't watch that piece. I've not. I mean, everybody's told me to stay away from it. It was it was that way. Like I I was in it until that part, and then I sat through the whole credits. Like I. What? Yeah. Did they smack God in the face with rock people? Like, it's I don't understand. Weird. Anyway. Uh, so, do y'all have an actor? Do Charlton Heston. Charlton Dude, Heston? He's, yeah. He he's, would be a close second for me. He's, yeah, he's there, man. Gotta go Charlton Heston. He would be a close second. Think, yeah, I mean, like, he's done a lot of military. Yeah, I would say, of think ethnic, of everything you know, he's done, yeah. Western. Yeah. He's done, he's, he's, you know, Russell Crowe's been in all. He's been in military, he's been in epic, and he's been in western. I still don't accept him. Uh, what was the boom, boom, boom? Uh, shoot him, shoot him up. What's the they're shooting him up, buddy? I, I Quick in the dead. Quick in the dead. Quick in the dead. He was I'm the on, preacher. I'm gonna go Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. I can get on board with some Mel Gibson. I'll go Mel Gibson. You have one. I do if not. If you say Mark <laughs> Hamill, I'm gonna punch you in your throats. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Gary Fisher. Fisher, oh my god. Uh I do not have one. You don't I have do one? No. Uh well, I would like to plug the suicide hotline one more time, especially during the holidays where mm-hmm. everybody needs somebody. Uh these are I know especially with all the craziness that's going on with these shootings and everything, 
Um, just reach out. The suicide hotline is 1-800-273-8255. Again, it's 1-800-273-8255. And if you're not comfortable with calling, there's social media. Reach out to somebody. There's always a hand or a, uh, you know an outlet for you. Uh, just never give up. Um, we also have t- uh, our two upcoming um, episodes are... Uh, we're we're going to do uh, Thanksgiving wrap-up. And then our very special, uh, we're going to have like a little break for the holiday. And then we're going to do our Mel Brooks, the long-awaited <laughs> Mel Brooks. Long-awaited Mel Brooks. Guys, grab snacks and <laughs> plop down and get it ready for a ride because that's going to be a long episode. Oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an amazing episode. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of quotes. I promise no, you that. A lot not of only singing. quotes and a lot of singing. A lot of singing. A lot of singing. Mel Brooks is our prophet. Is <laughs> <laughs> our prophet to God. He is, man. He is, he is. He is our guy, man. We grew up with him. If it wasn't for Mel Brooks, I Mel Brooks think. was our babysitter. Yes, he ex- <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Remember to reach out or, uh, you know, reach out to us on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all our social medias. Uh, we're on every major podcast outlet. Um, you can go to our website, the eclectic collective collective, the eclectic collective.com. Uh, and that will take you to any of those outlets. Uh, it's just, it's an easier way to reach us. Uh, again, thank you for listening to us. We really enjoy uh, talking about these movies and you know speaking about our passions uh, and you know expressing our views. And thank you for listening to our ramblings. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. I'm Jim. Stay eclectic. Peace. Love Star Wars. <laughs>